welcome to the Good-ish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. This is a podcast where we have conversations, as you all know, that are sometimes really hard, but they're also sometimes really funny. They're also sometimes really awkward, but all the while we're just trying to be good people. Although, let's be real, we're always just a little bit good-ish. Emphasis on the-ish. Yes, uh, hit that emphasis, hit that uh, bold on your computer. Join us as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through our life's most pervasive and relatable conversations, which this week is going to be Jackie and I's personal top five spooky season movies. Very excited to dive into these today. Before we get into them, we're going to be uh, obviously sharing our goods and our issues. And you all know that we're out here navigating adulthood to the best of our ability. And along the way, today, there is Oktoberfest beer, which I know we talked about last week. So Jackie and I are living up to it. I've been back on the beer train, very happy to be here. And we're headed to Asheville in literally two days, or she's headed tomorrow. I'm headed in two days to have lots of good beer because obviously Asheville is known for that. So excited. We're going to have so much fun. I really can't wait. Cheers. We're holding the beers up in the air. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, we did a, well, I, I guess we can get started with our goods and our issues. Let's do it. I think you just covered my good though. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's coming. <laughs> it's very excited. I was going to say my good is related. Um, Connor's birthday was last week. So we did lots of Oktoberfest things, not just Oktoberfest beer that was also involved, but we went to two different German restaurants that were doing Oktoberfest events in Atlanta and it was very, very fun. And we ate at this Peruvian coastal restaurant that is on, um, it's on Highland and Ponds, like that intersection. We've been looking at it for forever. It's called Tia Luocho or mm. Tia, Lucho, Tia Lucho, I think is what it's called. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's very good. Lots of very fresh seafood, lots of Delicious flavors, great drink list, very fun. We saw Kyle Korver, the former Atlanta Hawk there, so celebrity Whoa. signing, uh, very fun. Uh, but anyway, the Oktoberfest parts were so fun. We got to eat Wiener Schnitzel and drink a lot of beer while we watched football and just had lots of good time with friends and make Connor feel loved because he's the best. So yes. that was my high. That was my high. That's a good you? high. My good, good. My good, good. That's a good, good, good. Um, sadly, could not be there. So sad. We had a wedding in Nashville and I was super bummed. I was seeing all the good content on the Instagram and I was like, oh man, being at an October fest type event, but especially celebrating a dear friend's birthday. I was like, damn, really want to be there. But we were there in spirit. So you were, I honestly kind of forgot you guys weren't there. And you know, it's always more fun when the Peruits are involved. So oh, we missed that's you. very kind. I missed you guys too, but we will do it again very soon. And by that, I mean, Asheville, which gets into my good. I'm so excited for Asheville, you guys. It's been on the calendar for some time now. We're going to celebrate Ned's 30th birthday. Ooh. Which old is man Ned. Cool Man Ned, which isn't, or did you say old man? I said old, but cool works too. <laughs> I heard cool and I was like, I'm gonna roll with it. But then I was like, I think she said old. Um, yes to both. You are old, but you are also cool, Ned. So we're <laughs> um, uh, sucks to be literally less than a year older than me, so I can always call him old. Yeah, you can. There you go. He's really, I mean, he's really not that much older than me. I know. Same. And I'm just like, oh, yes. Reminder that Florida is approaching. Great year, though. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. And so we're going to go. We're going to drink good beer. We're going to have a good time. Okay, wait. Really quickly, while I'm thinking about it, I'm getting my phone out and I'm pulling up the weather app because was not Cold. expecting this. Cold, y'all. Okay. So I've got Asheville pulled up for this weekend. Saturday, the low is 47 and the high is 60. 
let that sink in. Sunday 60. is colder, I think, right? Sunday is colder. Sunday is low 40, high 58. Oh, the low ra- raised. I think it was in the it 30s. Did. It was 37. It used yep. to be 37. On Monday, though, it's going to be 36, the low. Isn't that crazy? I'm so excited. I love this kind of weather. I don't. I used to not, and then I lived in Nashville, and it gets really cold up there, and then I kind of missed that moving back to Atlanta, weirdly. I never thought I would say that, but... I cannot wait to get my little coat out and for us to be in little coats and beanies and sitting outside by a fire. I'm just getting so excited. It's going to be great. I did have a shock to the system when we first looked at it. I'm like, I haven't thought about my (laughs) winter slash. Honestly, that's kind of winter wardrobe at all. So I don't even remember what I have and like what works. I haven't tried on any of my clothes, make sure they fit right. And like all that stuff, it's going to be fine. Cause I've thought it through in my head and, and we got it working and rolling, but I was like, Whoa, <coughs> I was not anticipating having to pull out like a real coat. But I mean, I wasn't, that's either, real dude. coat. That's real coat weather. It's a real coat weather. So I'm going to bring a big coat, one big coat oh, yeah. just in case to have, and then a few scarves or something. So yeah, definitely beanies. That's going to be a, a, a plus to have for sure. Yes. Some boots. It'll be fun. I don't have any like casual boots because we all know that the booties are like well out and I refuse to be one of those people that wears something that TikTok is roasting. Not that I'm shaming any of you that do that because you're stronger than me, but I just can't. <laughs> um, and so I don't have a lot of like casual boots, but I will be bringing my like heeled tall black boots and Ooh, cute. Uh, a bunch of sneaks, I think. Ooh, that's going to be good. I think so. Yeah. Should be good. I, yeah. I'm, I'm riding that sneak train too. I, I need to get some boots this season that are casual, but that are in style. That is what I do not have right now. Me too. Um, it's kind of hard The like the shorter boot that fits well Mm -hmm. under pants is not as distinguishedly styled right now. I really want a pair of flat black boots, like simple leather black boots that go Mm -hmm. up to the knee. That's my next purchase that will be coming, but I'm not going to wear those really with jeans. That'll be more like with skirts and things like that, which is fine. I love wearing skirts, so it works well, but they're not going to really fit under jeans unless they're my wide Uh leg jeans. Because then it's going to feel like you're wearing rain boots or something, you know? Yep. Yep. So the shorter jeans are still kind of, or shorter boots are kind of elusive to me right now. Like what I actually want in my head, Mm -hmm. I can't quite come up with. So I'm still trying to do some, some sleuthing on the interwebs to figure it out. There's shopping in Asheville. Maybe we'll find a pair. There's an Urban Outfitters like right by where we're staying. So we can go there to look at what all the youths are wearing. We must. All the youths. They'll inspire us. That's they will. For doing your work at at uh, making your imprint on fashion, we appreciate you seriously. Blessings, blessings. Um, should we get into our issues? Yes, we should. Um, I can start. My ish is kind of similar to last week, so I'm just going to be really quick. I just have been kind of like in a kind of down on myself mood, so just kind of discouraged with stuff in life and just having mm-hmm. kind of feeling burnt out. So I've had very little social energy, like less than usual and just not a lot of motivation to get up. And when I'm feeling burnt out, I'm also very quick to uh, be frazzled or get frustrated or like get into negative moods. So like everything is seemingly frazzling me and I just feel like I'm constantly on high alert with anxiety. Um, so yeah, it's just been like a couple of harder mental weeks and it'll pass, but that's yeah. where I am right now. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Well, I'm here to tell you you're the best and you're killing it and I'm really proud of you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I know oh, this is something that I feel like I am trying to remind myself. It's like, I know this will pass because I've felt this way many times in my life and it passes always. So mm-hmm. just trying to keep my eye on the horizon instead of yeah. down at my feet. For sure. And this weekend will be a fun opportunity to. Yes. That's yes and amen. As well. It's just like focusing on like something fun. And also just because it's the four of us, we won't have to focus too much on like socializing outside of that. Amen. Amen. That can be a little bit exhausting. <laughs> can I just especially when you're feeling burnt out, right? Like it's it's tough when the other areas of your life are draining you to have the energy to really engage with a lot of people that you're not as comfortable with or as constantly in contact with, mm-hmm. and you have to do a little bit more of that, um, not negatively surface level, but just genuinely surface level com- conversing and engaging, and that that for me when I'm burnt out is almost impossible. I'm terrible at it, and I can come off as a total B on accident because I just don't have it in me when I'm burnt out. So anyone who's engaged with me in the past month, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, no, dude. It's the struggle and it's hard sometimes to have the energy or the effort to be like, Hey, and like, if somebody knows you really well, they're going to be like, Hey, I I get that. I've been there. Like, I'm going to give you the space you need. The people that don't understand that just don't know you very well. And it's like, think what you want to think, man, you know, but I'm a human being and life's hard and I'm going to have times where I don't feel that great. And Mm. it's no knock at you dude but I'm not responsible for the way you feel about how my face looks in this moment because I'm having (laughs) true so true and I think that the older I get huh hard to remember though sometimes yeah yeah I agree uh but the older we get I feel like the better or the more adept at least I feel like you definitely do this well and I'm trying to do better at it where you can step back in those moments and be like well if they don't know me and they don't want to try to know me or understand how I work and what I need, then that friendship is probably not the one that needs to be given the most time. So, or most mental energy about, you know, thinking afterwards, mm-hmm. what, did they say? what did I do? What do they think about me? It's just, you know what, if they don't know how I function or how I work, even if it's not their fault that they don't know that, hopefully they're grown up enough to understand that they don't understand me and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with that. Like it's like yeah. easier with age, I think. But really that's been my anthem for like the last year. I'm still I'm still working on it, but yeah, it's a good anthem. It's a great flag to fly. Just I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, seriously. And and I'm gonna try to get better, but like some things are just always gonna be true and whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm gonna keep like rolling with it and keep going with it. So I get that. I get that. Um, but you're killing it. You're doing a great job. We're doing a great job. We're trying our best. Life is busy. Life is hard. Uh, we're trying to be humans. We're trying to have jobs. Um, we're both <laughs> married. We're both. We have. The list goes on and on and on. The it's economy just how is really it. hard. It's just tough. It's tough out there. It's tough to be a human right now. And so we're gonna enjoy Oktoberfest and talk about spooky movies. But Amen. I will before we do that. Yes. What's your ish, girl? Because my ish actually is pretty spooky. It's a spooky season story. And the spooky season story has to deal with Airbnb. Airbnb, if you're listening to this, I'm adding you. Like I'm basically saying at Airbnb, I have a problem right now. So I'm just going to play a little story for you guys. Last weekend, Ned and I stayed in Nashville for a wedding that Ned was in from one of our good friends who lives there. And so we book an Airbnb about three weeks out. We don't usually wait that long, but we're trying to figure out, do we want to stay with, do we want to stay with our friend? And Hannah know this story, knows this story. So we're both looking at each other, shaking our heads. Like, are you, are you kidding? Wouldn't this happen to me? Shit like this happens to me. You know, it. like it does. It really does. <laughs> and, and you guys need to hear this story. 
it's like my i don't know if it's i don't know if it's my aura whatever something's happening where something's in the water i i don't know weird stuff like this happens to me throughout my life so that being said um nashville we're there and will we book one three weeks out which is unlike us we'll book months out but we were trying to figure out okay we have some friends saying you you guys should stay with us and we were like weighing it then we decided on it's going to be easier for us to have our space ned is in the wedding He's doing all the wedding things. I'm going to be poo-poo tired because we just... Yeah, and you want to have some alone time, a place to just kick back and turn on the TV or read a book and not be disturbed. Completely. And so we're like, okay, we'll get this loft. And so what it was, was it was a loft above a garage behind somebody's house. But it was like a nicer house. It was in a busy part of town. What part Um, of town was it in? It was in Belmont. Oh, okay. On Belmont Boulevard, you could walk to so 12 close South. To where you guys used to live. Uh, that's why we booked it. We were like, this oh, would be so, so sweet. That's so sentimental. Uh. It was really sentimental and sweet being there. And so we we get there the first night and we're like, you know what? So we we walk in and like we notice like the place isn't super clean. Like bed is made. Um it's just it like it looks tidy, but there are dirty towels hanging on the back of the door in the bathroom. And we were like, okay, the cleaning people missed this because the trash was clean. There was nothing in the trash and nothing in the trash. Like, oh, no big deal. So the second night we stay there, it's like the rehearsal dinner night. Ned goes out with the groomsmen. I'm at the place by myself. Um, and he's like, I'll be back later at night. I'm like, okay, no worries. So I, I go to sleep and I wake up to uh, the code in the door being unlocked like beep 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 and it's upstairs so i'm like okay well ned's ned's coming home i don't even know what time it is well the lights flip on and i'm like ned must be super drunk yeah because he would never do that to you (laughs) unless he was super drunk right (laughs) yeah yeah, unless he was like super drunk i'm sure i'd pull some kind of move like that too but the lights come on and i'm like well when he comes upstairs i'm gonna be like are you kidding me like i was asleep like i was gonna have this whole thing of like why did you do that and so I'm like not hearing him say like, hey, like I'm back or anything like that. I'm just hearing like loud noises coming up the stairs, like carrying bags and that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, Ned must have gotten a big groomsman gift. I open my eyes and there there's a woman and a man standing in front of my in front of my bed, just looking at me. And I get up and I'm like, whoa, like my first reaction is to like sit up out of bed and be like, whoa. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally audibly was like, what the fuck? I was, that's, I mean, it's terrifying. That's terrifying. Oh my gosh. And so in my mind, I'm like, my brain was still in like sleep mode. This is what scared me the most is that you think, right, if somebody's in the Airbnb, right, or comes into your house is breaking it or something that you would be very much, I'm going into ninja mode. My body wanted to do that. My brain was not processing what was happening, which that was the scariest part of the whole situation. So they were like, hey, this is our Airbnb. And I was like, no, this is my Airbnb. I have to pick up the phone call, Ned. I'm like, Ned, there are two people. Like I, So I was in like my jammy jams. Yeah. I basically had no clothes on. I had yeah. to, it was as if I snapped my fingers and my, um, big sweatpants and big sweatshirt were on and I was like talking to them like something in me was like I've got to get this I'm calling Ned and I was like Ned these people are here they're saying this is their Airbnb I need you because I wasn't a part of the reservation he had to text me so this is all happening at like 11 45 at night wild and they were oh my gosh yeah, this is what happened to me and and so very spooky season like kind of thing but what I will say is the couple was like the nicest couple 
I could have had like this happen to me. They were so kind. They were very understanding. They went and got a hotel. But the worst part about the experience was the host was like very like apathetic about it. What? Like we still haven't gotten a refund. All she what? said was like, sorry. And I was like, what the F, man? No, that's not okay. Very easily could have been two guys. It could have been a weird situation where these people were coming back oh, drunk yeah. from downtown. Yep. Like all yep. these things could have happened. So unsafe, especially in Nashville where people go for bachelorettes and bachelor parties all the time. Right? Like this is a safety issue. So we're still trying to work that out with Airbnb. But um, yeah, so that happened to me. It was very upsetting. It's basically like you lived a nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger was was visiting you. Basically. That's, well, a, that's a hint, hint, nudge, <laughs> nudge for later. It's not on my oh list. My God. God. I'll leave that um, up in the air. <laughs> some people what's the movie with um the guy that plays pennywise that the airbnb where like the girl comes and she knocks on the door did you see that movie it was like two years ago no i, I didn't name. well it was like they both had the same airbnb booked at the same time that's the Skarsgård, uh brother of alexander Skarsgård, son of stellan and i don't know his name <laughs> okay <laughs> the actor <laughs> yes no worries creepy looking um, dude I, yes, very creepy looking dude. And I was like, oh, I, like, I know the name of this movie. I'm not remembering it correctly. Uh, that being said, it was a weird experience. I'm not surprised that it happened to me, but it's just really annoying. And like, it could have gone much worse, but yeah, it was. That's so scary. I mean, the <sighs> adrenaline pumping too. I mean, did you, were you able to sleep at all that night? Barely. Yeah, barely. Because I was like, whoa, this like just happened. Um, luckily they were so so nice about it. Um that I got lucky with, but yeah. That's terrifying. I mean, <laughs> truly terrifying. That that should go so that's on my our ish. top five spooky movies is just your situation there. I mean, really, I was like, this actually my ish like tease up the spooky movie. It really oh does. And y'all are probably hearing Grizz, my dog. He's like losing his mind. He's behind He's the door. He's very sad he can't be in here, which I get. He's I get. Here. Yeah, he can't be. I mean, he could be, but he, he would be annoying. He'd be in your he, lap. He, he wants to be in the room where it happens for all you Hamilton fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love musical theater. That's a good okay. one. <laughs> That's a good one. I love Hamilton. That's oh, so um, good. Okay. Well, okay. On your spooky movie note or spooky life experience that could be made into a movie if we change how nice they were into them being evil and <laughs> stars, 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 son. Um, <laughs> so Seriously. we have chosen this week in honor of it being October spooky and it being fall officially. I don't know if it's officially on the calendar. Is it? It is. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's late September, right? The, that it becomes officially. Yeah, fall. I think it's between the 27th and the 28th. Ah, well, there you go. Or it's know. like the 26th and the 27th. It's like two days together, and they're like, this is fall now. Okay, so. well, in my mind, the second the clock strikes September 1st, it's fall. Me too. So I've been thinking about this, and I've already revisited some of the movies on my list, but we basically decided we're like, okay, let's get into the mood. Let's do something spooky season themed. So we have decided to list out our top five spooky season movies that we find ourselves going back to. Um, they don't necessarily have to be horror movies, but something that we are drawn to watch in this season. And we're going to go through them starting from five down. But before we get into it, I'd love for us to just give a little bit of background on our relationship with spooky movies. Jackie, you want to start? I'm happy to start. Yeah. Um, well, my dad always really liked a thriller. Like he loves spooky, creepy things slash thr thrillers, but he's not a horror movie guy. Okay. Mom, give an example of what he loved. Like a thriller that he's super into. Yes. 
sort of a thriller, like Sleepy Hollow with like Johnny Depp and gotcha. I don't remember the actress's name. Just movies like that that are like interesting. Yep. Like yep. You know, it's like he likes that kind of stuff. And I one of my movies that's on my list is actually one that's in that category that he showed me when I was like eight. So when ah, we get in that, I'll jump into I it. Can't wait. I know, and I think that's where like my love for thrilling movies um, that made me feel like creeped out, kind of like I like that kind of stuff a lot. Where my mom does like not like anything scary, like she's such a scaredy cat. Like um, <laughs> she just hey, is. Hey, my mom wouldn't let us watch Wizard of Oz as kids because she thought it was evil because of the witches. So, like, oh, so did Nets. Actually, I don't know. I, I, I can't. Like, yeah, I feel like that was pretty common at the time i don't know i with that age group of parents in the church so i don't know but she also is just a scaredy cat like she just doesn't like that stuff so she probably mm-hmm. more than anything just didn't want to have to watch it herself <laughs> which yeah, i get yeah. i'm like do your thing it's so scary um yeah that, that makes sense uh and so basically i kind of started getting like the intro to the thrillers when i was growing up but then what really got me into like horror this is scary you you can be scared was ned he was the one like watched them with me and we started dating like one of our first scary movies together was sinister Woo! yeah and like hot tamale hot tamale <laughs> like the scariest part is when all right whatever I, i'm just gonna say it like sorry if you guys like you're gonna get grossed off for some of the stuff yeah, we're we say, spoiling like, every movie that we talk about because one of our oh, categories we're going into is favorite <laughs> scene or most memorable scene so just get ready yeah. strap up uh just put on your seatbelts <laughs> and get ready for some spoilers yeah a lot of spoilers here so spoiler alert um with sinister the scariest thing for me was seeing the guy get his face run run over by a lawnmower that was the worst part. That lives forever in my kind brain. Of final, final destination, like, like I've never been able to watch Final Destination movies. I've I know, never seen it. I've, I've I know never. some of the some of the scenes. In fact, I know about the one where there's a log. I, I think this is true that falls off the back mm. of a, tr- a log truck and goes through and impales somebody in the head. So ever since I've heard about <laughs> that, I didn't even see it. Ever since yes. I've heard about that, I've been terrified of that happening to me because those are like real life scenarios. They're not, they don't have anything to do with like dark ghosts or spirits or even monsters or killers. It's just like freak accidents. Yeah. must have happened. So I, the, the lawnmower <laughs> thing resonates with me because that's the kind of stuff that sits with me. It is. And it's like, okay, this is plausible. You know, that's where it gets finicky is I'm like, oh shit, like this could happen to somebody I know. Obviously like it would, like somebody would have to make it happen. But, but you know, but you can also, I think something to it is like, it's a little tangible in a sense of we know how lawnmowers function. We know there's blades in there. So you know that it would be like blades (laughs) destroying your face. So it's like, you can understand the pain a little bit when it comes to spirits and things like that's not something that everybody quite has a grasp on what that mm-hmm. would feel like. It's, it's terrifying but because it's unknown, but there's something that sticks with you about things that are known that you're like, ah, no, um, <laughs> absolutely freaking not. That's, that's terrifying. So one thing we may need to get into on another episode is I've actually had some supernatural experiences. I don't think I've ever shared. Have I shared them with you? I, I don't think have. so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, from like one of my friend's homes growing up. Oh, wow. Consistently throughout my life. I don't have any firm beliefs necessarily one way or the other. So I'm very open and interested to hear stories. Yeah. I would love that. So we'll have to, you know, you know, obviously, uh, what is it? Proceed, not proceed with caution. Um, I don't know. There's a phrase I'm looking for that I want to say and my brain just blocked. Like we can just like have disclaimers of, you know, you may not agree with this. 
or you oh, may not yeah. think it's real, but at least it's interesting. Come yeah, along for the ride. It's like my experience and I know like I know the experience I had and so maybe check my your brain face. is crazy. Yeah, check yeah. your facts. Haters check gonna hate. Yourself. Haters can hate. Potatoes are gonna potate. Yeah, and in okay. honor of the the queen of the universe and internet right now, haters gonna hate, 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 hate. So thank you, oh. Travis Kelsey. Thank you, Travis Kelsey. Um, I'll just drop that right there. Gosh, and we're moving on. So, okay. So Sinister <laughs> was when you started to get into actual horror movies. Yeah. And that like terrified me. No kidding. That movie's terrifying. It was a lot for somebody who's coming into seen, it. I don't know if I've seen the first one. I think I've seen maybe, maybe we should the watch third. Then. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. That'd be one of our ones we watch. Um, yeah, that was wild. And then, and then that's how I got in them. What about you though? Tell me about your first initial experience with horror movies and spooky season. Great question. So <laughs> because I wasn't able to watch things like The Wizard of Oz, like it wasn't really something that we had put in front of us as kids, but my parents also kind of gave us a bit of autonomy with our TVs so we could watch Disney Channel and things like that. So growing up, I watched Halloween Town, you know, Don't Look Under the Bed, Phantom of the Megaplex, all those decoms that were yeah. actually kind of scary back in the day. Um, goose or what? what goosebumps. goosebumps. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love Goosebumps. I love yeah. it. So that was my intro were shows and movies that were Disney, Nickelodeon, things like that. You know, um, that was, that was the intro for me. And I was always really, I'm easily scared. So there was a thrill from it, but I knew that like real horror movies would be maybe like too much for me. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't really drawn to them necessarily because I didn't know if I could do it by myself. And I didn't know because I believe in the supernatural in general, um, not necessarily on the specifics of, of ghosts and things, but I believe that is definitely possible. So in my mind, watching that stuff is like almost opening up the floodgate of considering and thinking on that, which is a scary thing to do. It's easier to just live life, you know, naive walking around. So as I got into middle school and high school, when a lot of my friends started to really be like, Ooh, let's do scary movie nights and stuff. And it became popular for girls and boys to like hang out and do like scary movie nights and stuff. I avoided them unless I couldn't. So there were a couple sleepovers in middle school and high school where I was forced to watch some scary movies. I think the first real horror movie I ever watched was Shudder. And it was... I've never seen that. I could totally revisit it because I think I wouldn't be scared by it now. But at the time, it kind of reminds me of The Ring, which I've seen since. That kind of vibe of like haunting with spooky characters, but it was in the picture. They take this couple was taking pictures on their honeymoon, and they would see this character in the background of every photo. And this, yeah, so the story was essentially like a woman that that was raped by the husband and his friends. I think it was a gang rape, if I remember oh, correctly. Um, was haunting them on their honeymoon. I think that's what happened. Um, it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie. So I'm sorry if that's wrong. You should go watch it and let me know if I'm wrong. Um, But that movie was, it was really scary. And my friends who had seen a lot of horror movies were like, this is one of the scarier movies I've seen. So that was my intro. Oh my gosh. And I think that was also the first time I like cursed out loud. Like audibly like screamed curse words because I was scared. (laughs) And I also think I was like, oh, I'm cool. But I'm cool now. I'm, I live my life on the edge. I curse and I watched a horror movie. But then after that, I maybe watched here and there a few through high school, but really it was not something I was ever that comfortable with until in college, I 
started to, well, I was watching some thrillers or things that are sort of on the line all of high school when I was really devoted to watching the IMDb top 100 and started getting really into movies and watched pretty much anything that was acclaimed. So a lot of those movies are not considered horror movies because horror movies are criminally underrated oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, of the ones that are really good at least. So they're not on those lists, but the ones that are on the, on the edge that are still scary, like the shining, but not as much. That uh-huh. is one that I was watching in high school and loved. The shining is a good example. I love the shining. Oh my gosh. It was on my there, list, but I had to kick it off. There are so many. And I don't think I realized, and this is, uh, this was Hannah's idea for the prompt and I was really excited about it. But what's interesting is when I pulled up the list to start writing things, I was like, I guess I'm not going to have that many. And then all of a sudden before I knew it, I was typing and I was like, no, 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 but this one, but this one, but this one. And now that you're talking about oh, yeah. like, the shining, how did I not even think about that? I've said that movie oh, yeah. a thousand times. I love that movie. So how good. did that not make it on my list? But I was just very much like, what do I want to watch in this season right now? Yeah. And that was the whole prompt. It was like, what is, what are we going back to this year in our mm-hmm. movies? But I love the shining so much i just recently listened to a podcast that was like breaking it down love that movie and that was the kind of thing i got comfortable with in college but it really did that movie scared me i watched it with friends and then i was able to watch it again by myself after that because okay, what scared you the most about it that's that's what i have to know um so the way i like to be scared most is psychologically it is unsettling and frightens me the most but i enjoy it cuz i find it interesting and that movie has a lot of psychological uh a lot of psychological horror in my opinion mm-hmm. well, in everybody's opinion uh so i think in that movie just the general psychosis that happens mm-hmm. Over the course of the film with Jack Nicholson's character is is very unsettling. And that's what would stay with me the longest. But what scared me most from a like jump scare was the woman in the tub and the twins, obviously. So okay, those yeah. two things. Oof. The woman in the tub. Kids, little kids is they're terrifying. Little kids are terrifying. Weirdly, like that part doesn't bother me at all like I'm not scared at all by that but it's something about the skin of the woman in the tub oh, it's gross yeah it's like gross. the kids are definitely creepy but weirdly like for me it's like you the psychological build of it all like you're slowly seeing him throughout the film deteriorate yep. like it, and that is what's just like that's what's so and- good about it so good. And I think that movie's been memed so much that, you know, like the here's Johnny and, you know, you know, all working up. Red, 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 oh, boy. red rum, red rum. <laughs> I love it. Um, so good. But those things have been memed so much that I think people, if they haven't watched it in a while, I recommend going back because those scenes, the ones that have been memed are so poignant in the movie that mm. you forget that they're so like, they're so important and so such good filmmaking. I mean, it's brilliant. Kubrick did an amazing job with that film. So I recommend going back and watching it. But all that to say, (laughs) love The Shining. I was loving that late high school and then early college was still kind of tackling movies like that. And then I want to say this is so PG, but to me at the time it was pretty spooky. Stranger Things really kind of burst a bubble for me because it was the first spooky show. That first season was very uh, frightening to me in some ways. Or just unsettling to watch by myself because I'd never watched any horror movies by myself or any mm-hmm. spooky things by myself except for The Shining. And so I, that kind of made me realize like, oh, this really is not very scary. And I like this feeling. So I started to kind of dive into more. And from there, I've uh, watched a good number and tried to catch up on a lot of stuff because I didn't spend a lot of time watching horror movies. And I obviously, I love movies. So I've tried to catch up on some of the classics and that'll reflect in my list today. So that's been Mm -hmm. from college to now, 
especially the last four or five years, I've spent a lot of time trying to catch up on those movies at this time of year. Oh, so good. And I, I'm glad you mentioned Stranger Things too, because I think that was one for me where I was like, I didn't realize a show. I mean, obviously there's American Horror Story, but I didn't realize that there could be a show that's a lot like it feels very crime. It feels very thriller. It oh, yeah. feels very hor- like more so recently. It's felt more of like horror type, yes. Um, yes. which I I have really appreciated um, about too. this most recent season. Like they've really stepped their game up and I'm oh, curious, yeah. curious to see like in the next season when that comes out, I know there've been delays with like the writer strikes and all that stuff. Probably but the writer strike is over, but the over sad is still striking, I believe, but it's, a, it's yeah. coming to an end. Thank you. Thank goodness, and I hope that everybody's getting out of it the money they deserve. Seriously. But Stranger Things is that, and then I would recommend for anybody out there that really likes that vibe in Stranger Things and is game for horror, if you haven't watched The Haunting of Hill House or The Haunting of Bly Manor, those are actual horror series, and they are phenomenal, uh, specifically Hill House. Uh, this is an honorable mention. It's not on my list, but very good. And we, Jackie, we should watch it. It's really, really we good. We should. Ned read the book. Um, but Which yeah. one? else one he read that one um but i've never seen either and i would i would be up for it i remember we watched like the first episode and we were like "Eh, not for us but 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 everybody was like why would you just watch the first like it starts getting good after that and i was like yeah yeah yeah." most shows are like that um in my experience i haven't revisited it since i've watched a lot more horror horror, but i do remember a lot of people that loved horror said that that was a really really good adaptation. so worth maybe revisiting or if you're out there yeah or if any of you out there are looking for some new horror content that's more than just a movie give it a give it a watch heck yeah all right shall we without further ado get into our top five let's do it we're gonna start with five right yes we are yes we are um, I'll let you kick it off because you're the sure. one that wrote the prompt. So if you want to like tee up, like here's how I was inspired by the prompt and, and oh, yeah. all that good stuff. Hmm. I got you. So I was inspired by a prompt like this or kind of picking lists, which I think we should do periodically because I listen to a bunch of podcasts, specifically movie podcasts. I listen to the big picture, which is a ringer podcast. If you love movies, highly recommend, love them. Uh, so shout out to the ringer and they often do either movie drafts. They'll pick like a year to do a draft from, and they've Mm -hmm. got four people that draft movies in different categories, or they'll do lists of like the top 10 of something. So they'll pick a category, say like top 10, uh, what heist movies they did recently or things mm, like that. Heist and, movie. Exactly. Mm. It's great. And it, it, the reason I love it is because as somebody who loves movies, it opens my eyes to things that I maybe didn't know about. I'm like, oh, that sounds like an awesome movie. I should go watch that. And I wouldn't have thought to think about heist movies specifically and figuring out ones from times before me or ones I may have missed and, and they have such a knowledge about it. But I also love just the idea of talking about our favorite things and just seeing what that like reveals about us. So I think it'll be helpful to you guys to remind you maybe of some things to go watch yourself, whether it's on our list or just reminds you of things in your own life that you want to revisit just mm-hmm. to really celebrate spooky season. Uh, but also just kind of fun to hear our perspective on this. I think it'd be a good time. I think it's a good time too. I was really excited when you texted me about it. I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Um, so I've been very much looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Um, so just to give you guys an overview of the categories. So as Jackie said, we're starting with five, we're moving all the way to one and our categories for each movie that we're going to walk through to kind of explain the why behind why we love these movies are when did you first see this movie, uh, your favorite character, mm-hmm. favorite or most memorable scene, mood to watch it in. So like what, what mood are you in when you want to watch this movie? Yes. 
Um, I did add one in there that if you don't want to do off the cuff is fine. I forgot to tell you this, but just kind of the lesson from the movie, not anything actually, not a serious lesson, but like a funny lesson. And I'll, I'll show an example for you in, in my first one. And then spooky scale. So we've got a spooky scale that I affectionately said from one to 10, one is Casper. So not scary. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And then 10 would be hereditary. So like all the way from one to 10, where does it fall in there? Zero, zero to 100 on that one. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's just say none of mine breach six because the ones I want to go back to are ones that have been special to me for a while and I haven't been that into horror for that long. So mm-hmm. apologies to those of you that are hardcore horror fans. I have a couple. Yeah. I'll do some honorable mentions at the end and Jackie, you can throw some in too yeah, that we yeah. don't have on our list that maybe will meet your needs, but yeah, <laughs> my list, seriously, my list tops out at six. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine won't be very, uh, terrifying. I don't think a lot of mine leading up to like what five okay. would be just cause I'm still, I'm still working my way up. Um, obviously I've seen hereditary and midsummer and all that, you know, yeah. scary stuff. So um, but those didn't make my list and there's a, there's a reason why it's cause yep. I, I don't necessarily want to watch those over and over again. Amen, so sister, except I do love Midsommar. So I, it is anyway, good, one of my honorable mentions that I'll throw out right now, but it is not on my list. Um, okay. But spooky could be anything that's related to Halloween or could be a horror movie. So the category is broad. So to get started, my movie is not a horror movie. It is Halloween town. The decom. Oh my God. I love my movie. dreams. The decom of my dreams. So this Marnie movie is so cool. Marnie. She is so cool. I wanted to what be boss Marnie. Ass bitch. She was in that actress was in a couple decoms at that time period. I thought she was so cool. Like really, really thought coolest, she was so cool. man. So that movie was released in 1998, and I was four, a, a little over four, when it came out. So I, I want to say I either saw it that year, but four-year-olds don't remember much. So either I saw it that year, or I saw it the next year, or the year after when it aired on Disney Channel because they aired mm-hmm. it every year that we were kids, and just like adored that movie. It was scary to me because I was told that uh, witches were evil and, you know, magic was scary and all of that. So seeing this magic world was a little frightening to me as a tiny child, but watching it as an adult, different experience. So anyway, that was my first viewing, love decoms. um, And that is, that is how I saw it first. So moving into my favorite character. My favorite character is the bus driver, obviously. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, you have to refresh my memory on this. I remember him being like spooky dooky. Yeah, he's just I weird. Can't. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. He's just like a weirdo. But my real favorite character is actually Debbie Reynolds' character, the grandma. I love her. So the grandma is the witch that uh, is Marnie's grandmother, who is a witch and lives in Halloween Town. Oh Why in the world was I thinking about? Debbie, I was picturing Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan dressing up as this grandmother, and I was like, Amazing. "What? Am I was Amazing. this like rendition of Halloween Town that I'm missing?" But that's the hilarious. Was so cool. She was oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, Debbie yeah. and Reynolds. Debbie, okay. Debbie Reynolds. So I'm gonna teach you something today that you may already know. Oh, and so okay. if I don't teach you anything, my apologies. <laughs> but Debbie Reynolds is. Um, she is from Singing in the Rain. She was Kathy Selden in Singing in the Rain. So she's very famous and very, um, she's very revered, but she was definitely famous well before our time. So the fact that she, uh, uh, Debbie Reynolds of Singing in the Rain ended up being 
in a Hall- Halloween Town of DCOM is just so funny to me. So I just kind of love that growing up. I, I now love musicals. So Singing in the Rain is, is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's just hilarious that she ended up being in a Disney Channel movie. So that's one of my favorite parts. It's just never that she's in the movie all the rain. I've never seen it. I don't know if you can believe that about me. I've never seen it. It's great. I believe it. A lot of people haven't seen it. It's a really old movie and you have to like have a certain it's a classic taste. though. It is, but you have to have a certain taste to want to watch it. It's a musical. It's like it's an old musical, so it's not for everybody, but I that makes sense. I love singing in the rain and she's amazing in it. She's so great. I love her. Debbie. Not out to Debbie, not Debbie Ryan with your weird facial expressions, but Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Uh, she's the best. I love her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to favorite Bye-bye. category or favorite uh, scene or most memorable scene. So <laughs> this is a shout out to the bus driver, the bus. So they get from <laughs> the regular world to Halloween town. And I just remember him being weird and it's just goofy. And that's something that just sticks out in my head for some reason. And it also just really reminds me and gives me the night bus energy from Harry Potter. And I love that <gasps> yes. connection for them. It's a really great connection. And it probably was stolen from Harry Potter because those books came out in the 90s and this movie was re- released in the 90s. So I love that there was maybe some intellectual property theft there. Does um this man... Okay, because like I'm, I think I'm mixing the bus driver character with... Does he have red hair or is that like the boyfriend guy who like kind of looks like an eye? Okay. So does the bus driver also sound like Bugs Bunny? Am I making that up? I have this weird like memory of <laughs> like him being Bugs like, Bunny? like that. maybe. I think he has like a that. I think his voice like is like <laughs> that, but not exactly like that. I was over here looking up. I, I knew that Debbie Reynolds had a famous daughter, and I wanted to say it was Carrie Fisher, but I needed to confirm. And it's true. She is the mother of Carrie Fisher as well. So I just no. wanted to do that too. Now I'm gonna look up the bus driver. So Jack Dynasty. Do an impression while I'm looking it up. Hi, I'm the bus driver from Halloween Town. <laughs> I don't know. Let me try again. Um Wait, kids, I'm driving a bus to your town. Come get in this crazy bus or we're going to go for a crazy ride. Doesn't he kind of sound like that? I mean, sort of. And then he goes, what that? Yeah, I think so. And then he eats a carrot. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that he is Bugs Bunny, but I think he might be like Bugs Bunny. He is just hmm. like a dude. Um, is his face kind of like uh, melted? You know what I did? I haven't revisited this one this year yet. I mixed two characters together in my brain. So there's a cab driver and there's a bus driver. The cab driver is a skeleton. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm remembering that. I think that's who I was thinking of is the skeleton that drives them around. There's a weird (laughs) bus driver too. So I take all that back. The cab scenes. That's what I remember the most. Okay. With the skeleton. And he'd be like, hey guys, I'm Bill or whatever. His name was like Bob or something. Bob and Bill. Bill, Bill, Bob, Billy, Bob, Billy, Bob, Billy, Bob. Oh, can you imagine? Is he driving your cab? Yeah, can you imagine? Two really um, famous actors. We got Billy Bob Thornton and Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> bus driver, Halloween. And we'll post pictures with. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll uh, do a little bit of uh, picture posting and fact checking on ourselves <laughs> after this because oh I've revisited some of these, but not all of them yet. Um, so I'll move into mood to watch. So when I want to watch this movie, I'm happy and just really ready to laugh, like just make fun of old movies. It's not their fault. Their production value had to be not very high because they probably didn't have a ton of money and it's just the costumes are just they're funny to look back at I'm like man this is really not this really isn't giving Halloween in the way that I want it to as an adult mm. so it's just fun and it's just like goofy to look back on and connect of like this used to scare me look how far I've come come so far 
come so far. Uh, and the lesson that I learned <laughs> from this movie says, definitely find out if you have a powerful, good witch like Galinda in the family. Uh, you may be able to join in on the spook. I love it. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, I really thought your takeaway was going to be, don't get in a cab or a bus that's driven by somebody that sounds like Bugs Bunny. No. Well, he was he was a great hang. So I think that's I think true. I would get in. If okay. a skeleton pulls up as my Uber driver, I'm like, yes. Yes. Okay. He met Marnie. Yes. That's get freaking in. cool. He met Carrie Fisher's mom. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, one, one scene from that movie that scared the living daylights out of me, I will say as a child, was the one in the movie theater. Oh, when their yeah, souls yeah. are like sucked out. And it's like, that was actually kind of yes. scary. And then yes, they had the guy's face scary. on the screen. Yes. Like, we have to put him in the furnace. And I'm like, the why does this high school or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Plot hole. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. Something is happening in Halloween Town. So weird. Okay. Halloween Town. Halloween Town. What a great movie. And I think that set still exists. I think it's in Connecticut, I want to say. Oh, cool. You can like go visit it. I just saw like an Instagram thing about it. And I was like, how cool would that be to go up in the fall and um experience that? That would be cool. Oh, it's like pretty I love legit. It. Well, that is my number one Halloween town. Clearly, I need to rewatch it this year, uh, but love it and have such fond memories of it. What's your number one, Jackie J? Okay. So, Jackie J's number one is Hocus Pocus. And the Yay. reason why it's Hocus Pocus, I double love up on this one. Oh my gosh. I love Hocus Pocus so much. Um, it's something for me. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll just give it really high, high level, really quick. 1993 is when it came out. So, yep. I was born in 95. I probably didn't watch this movie until I was like five or six. So it was yeah, like yeah, 2000, yeah. 2001. I was watching Disney Channel or I guess ABC Family at the time. No, it would have been Disney. Um, I was watching Disney Channel. It would come on. One of my favorite things is just the vibes. The vibes. It's like the perfect oh, fall immaculate, town. Honestly. Immaculate, immaculate vibes. Um, so it's the vibe of the town. But what I will say is... I watch this movie when I'm in a very like happy, I need something on in the background, spooky season. Maybe I'm like cooking up a dessert. Maybe I'm scrolling on my phone at some fall inspired things. But all in all, I've got my eyes glued to the screen and I'm like, oh, yeah. how do I transport myself there right now? My favorite character in Hocus Pocus is Allison. The reason why I loved Allison so much is I think just being like a little girl and being like, oh, I would love to be like Allison one day. Like I was like, oh, she's like beautiful and she has like, you know, she's like so popular and cool. And I think just at that time I was like, I really like her. Obviously, I like I liked Danny a lot, but I had trouble like relating to Danny, which is the the little girl with the witch hat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know her. She yeah. You'll hear more about her. Obviously, because you're also gonna have, yeah, yours, which I, I I was like upset. I like I was like, this movie is amazing. Like at how at Halloween during Halloween season, we would watch it over and over and over again. So um, good. Because it's so good. Um, but I definitely I think had a focus on Allison. Obviously, I thought Max was super cute. And I was sure, like, of course. What a cutie. Um <laughs> it's California boy vibes. California boy vibes, yeah. And I I do love um I can't remember their names for the life of me right now. Ice and uh, oh my gosh, the bullies! The bullies yeah, really. My memory is crap, mm -hmm. so I can't remember the names, but I know the bullies. 
so funny. Such like stereotypical bullies. I love it. Stereotypical. (laughs) So silly. I think one of my favorite parts of that movie, though, like a scene that definitely stands out in my mind uh, is the one where they're like trying to save the parents when they're in a trance and then they're dancing and they cannot stop dancing. That is imprinted on my mind because the first time I saw it, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, this could happen. Like being like a young kid. And I was like, what would I do? I was very much like, what would I do if I was in that situation and I was Danny? Oh, yeah. And I was having to try to save my parents. And and that was like the scene to me that like scared me the most because I was like, I think because, you know, I'm a little kid and I'm I'm like, I'd never want that to happen to my parents. So what would I do in that situation? That would kind of wig me out. Um, but I thought that that was a cool scene. It was just fun to see like the mom dressed up as Madonna. And then, oh, yeah. You know, that was like iconic. and so good and she's like hi honey like what's going on and she's like mom i'm trying to tell you something like crying and i was just like this is a nightmare fuel that um, was one of those like mirror feeling moments for me as well like the way that i felt in matilda with the closet with the nails like there are a couple movies i watched as a kid that like there were these like m- mirror neurons firing in me there's like a feeling constricted and terrified and claustrophobic yeah. like i can't do anything to save myself I know, like, what would I do in that situation? And it just feels even more real. You're like, you feel kind of paralyzed. You don't know what to do. Like, Great filmmaking right there. Great filmmaking, your, for sure. Your viewer or your target audience, children, feel things and feel <laughs> like they're a part of the story. It's pretty great. Yeah, it is Hats pretty off. great. Um, but I obviously have a soft spot for the witches because um, they're awesome. Um, Winnie. Or whatever she says. <laughs> So good. So good. So good. What life? My probe is broken or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Everyday stuff. But everyday stuff. And then my, so I, I, I talked about my favorite Allison who her name in real life is Vanessa Shaw. I actually just recently watched a horror movie with Ned where she was the mom in the movie. And I oh, cannot wow. think of the name, but it like came out like last year. Interesting. Yeah. She's got a very distinct look. So I would probably be able to pick her out of a crowd. I was like, that's her to net. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, that's her. I don't forget a face. So I Googled and I was like, this is her. But, and you were right. You're like, look, I'm right. Suck it. Yeah. Suck it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But lesson from that movie. Hmm. So many good ones, honestly. Oh my gosh. Enjoy Halloween. Enjoy the forest. (laughs) I I think that's a beautiful lesson. Um, If you move states, you know, don't be ashamed to be like Max and go on an adventure and learn things. Wear your tie-dye. Wear your tie-dye, <laughs> yes. I will say that the whole thing freaked me out with Billy, like the brother and all that. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I don't know. There were a few things. Now that I'm like thinking about the movie as we're talking yeah. about it, I'm like, there were a few like the ghost part at the end scared me when like yep. they went yep. back and I was like, would that happen to me? Like, oh. Yep. I mean, they really do a good job of like freaking, freaking kids out. So it was a scary kids movie. I completely agree. I completely agree. But I want to, I'm, I'm curious, is that your number two or no, number four? You mean it's not? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're before. It's not. So I'll have to get to it. It's, it's my number three. So we'll get there. Uh, okay. But I do want to hear what, where would you place it on a spooky scale from one to 10? Oh gosh. Okay. 10 being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One being the scariest thing ever. No, one being Casper, oh. level scary. Oh, dead, Ten dead, being dead. hereditary, sca- level scary. Okay, okay, okay. I know, I know this, I know this. Um, oh, gosh. Hocus Pocus? Yes. I'll give it a one. 
A one. A one or two. One or two. Okay. But 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 that's me as an adult. As a child, I would have been like a six or a seven. Totally, totally. And it's I've seen so much stuff now. Oh yeah, same. My my number is very close to yours. Now it's a one for me. But yep, it's similar for me as well. And also, once you see something one time, even even that kind of movie, anything that could be remotely scary, you already know is coming because those movies, as kids' movies, operate off of like jump scares and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, uh, my number four is Silence of the Lambs. I adore this movie. I actually just rewatched it with Connor two nights ago. It is uh, the Oscar winner from 1991. Or, well, the movie was released in 91, I believe. It probably won its Oscar in 92. I'm going to look when its release date was. Not that it really matters, but I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm ready. It was released in February of 91, so it would have won the Oscar in 91, as the Oscars are typically in March. Anyway, it oh. won the Oscar for Best Picture. Um, Anthony Hopkins won for Best Actor. Jodie Foster won for Best Actress. Just a, a phenomenal movie. Uh, very well made by Jonathan Dem. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And just a, just a really fun, good movie. So this is a perfect example of what I was watching in high school and what unsettled me in high school, like the thrillers that have a bent towards horror, not necessarily like horror genre tropes but it was a lot more like true crime that the world has become so accustomed to in the past like 10 years it really kind of was a predecessor to people's obsession with that Mm -hmm. i think i mean that obsession's always been around but what the the popularity of that and the podcast world and tv shows and stuff of the last 10 years definitely reflects Silence of the Lambs, in my opinion. So my first viewing of this movie was in late high school when I started watching and digging through Oscar winners specifically Mm -hmm. and the IMDb Top 100. So I watched it when I was kind of checking off things on the list, immediately loved it, just so impressed by the acting. The the story is so thrilling and has you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like every scene between Clarice and, uh, and, and Hannibal is just... Like Hannibal Lecter's character just has a sweating every time he's talking. It's just Anthony Hopkins absolutely destroyed. He did. Like just unreal. So that leads me into my favorite character. So I've got two. Very obvious, but Clarice Starling, the character played by Jodie Foster, who's a young FBI agent in training. She's not even an FBI agent yet. She, I really connected with her when I watched it because she was a young woman being treated like a young woman in her workforce and just being frustrated by it. But clearly she was excellent at what she did and only she could connect with Hannibal Lecter in the way that was needed to solve this case. And she was brilliant. And so I think just the idea that watching a brilliant woman be treated as not one of the one of the boys was just something that was very enticing to me and I just connected with but my of course my absolute favorite character in retrospect that I didn't connect with thank god is Hannibal Lecter <laughs> so I love Hannibal <laughs> I just think, like I said, I think that that performance is so chilling, like bone chilling. Very, very bone chilling. Uh, leads into like one of my favorite scenes is when he's in that cage in the big, the big room when he's mm-hmm. been taken to Tennessee um, to give information about the girl that had been taken captive uh, that was the senator's daughter. So he's taken there. He's in this big cage and Clarice, or Clarice, 
comes up to chat with him and she's walking around the cage. And every time she gets close, I'm just like, do not get close to him. Because what we know that she doesn't know is that before he left his jail cell, he stole that pen. So he has access to something that he can injure people with. He stole it from the Oh gosh, I forgot about that part. We know this. Yeah. And we know that before she goes in to, to visit him for the very first time in the movie, it's, it's told to her that anyone who got close he immediately like bit their face. So he's violent and aggressive, but he's also a brilliant psychiatrist. So he's this like very mixed messages human being, brilliant, brilliant doctor who happened to have connections to Buffalo Bill, the serial killer they're hunting down in this movie because he was the therapist of a Buffalo, one of Buffalo Bill's lovers. So just this very bizarre intertwined story. But back to the scene where she's walking around that giant cage and chatting with him. Their their conversations are always very interesting. He's got her into this quid pro quo situation where every time he gives her a bit of information, which who knows if it's true or not, that's his whole thing. He gives riddles. She must give him a bit of her information, which she of course pushes back on, but she has just told the story about how her parents both died and she had to go live with her aunt and uncle in Montana on a farm. And one night she heard something screaming and crying out in the barn. So she went out and the lambs are screaming and crying because they were about to be slaughtered. And she tried to steal one and run away with it and then got picked up by the cops because she couldn't get very far. Uh, And so that's where the title of the movie comes from, like the lambs being silenced, being murdered. And that story is being told. And he's obviously trying to take that to manipulate her because he's a brilliant psychiatrist. And, And then she gets taken away because they don't have enough time. He's telling her very briefly uh, a tip on how to find Buffalo Bill as the police are pulling her out of the room. And he hands her something through the cage. She grabs it and he strokes her finger with his finger. And like, whispers, oh, I remember that. What he says, but like, good luck, Clarice, or something like that. And it's just like that moment was probably scarier to me than anything else in the movie, even when he just eviscerates those cops, like oh. literally in the movie. Just horrifying. So that's one of my favorite little bits. And then the other one is just that I mean, you cannot talk about this movie without talking about that last scene where Clar- Clarice mm-hmm. thinks that the rest of the FBI agents have already captured or are on the way to the the suspect's house. They found Buffalo Bill. That's what she's just been told by her boss. And she's just doing some recon to close up what she was doing in this town that she's in. And she knocks on a door trying to check in on a lead for a lead for a tailor that one of the the girls who was deceased and had been murdered by Buffalo Bill had worked for. Turns out a man answers the door. We know it's Buffalo Bill because we've been watching him. And then she eventually figures it out after a couple of quick hints, but she she had no idea it was going to be him. Then they end up in that chase in the basement where he turns the light off and he has night goggles. Okay. That is so terrifying. Oh, it's all coming back to me. It's such a good movie. Oh, it's brilliant. And it, the, the thing brilliant. is, like, it's not, it's not made like a horror movie, but you feel just as scared as I, I mean, I felt just as scared in that, or as, as on edge, my pulse as high as I have been in many horror movies. So it's just, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. I love it. I love uh, the thrilling aspect of it too. It keeps you oh, on your toes. You're very engaged. Like, what's happening next? My heart's beating fast. I'm very excited. How are Whew. these two villains? Yeah. Connected. 
what is the part that Hannibal Lecter is playing in all of this? And do we like him because he's being kind to Clarice, but we also know that he's a terrible cannibal, <laughs> like just a horrific person. Yeah. His character is so interesting. And, you know, I've never actually watched Hannibal, which was the the sequel. And I really want to watch mm. it because Anthony Hopkins comes back and plays Hannibal. So, and Ridley Scott directs it. So I really want to put that on my list I of things. I think to watch I have all. seen it. It's just been a number of years. So I'm not able to pull out of my pocket you know, any commentary on it, but I yeah. need to revisit. So yeah. maybe we add that to the list too. Yeah. I know it's not, I'm it's obviously not as famous as Silence of the Lambs, but I love that character. So I think it could be fun to, to sit around in because Silence of the Lambs to get to the mood I am in when I want to watch this movie. I wrote down in my notes, uh, I need to be, I, I'm needing something psychologically unsettling, but familiar that I've seen before and just know that it's going to be good, but not quite as effed up as Midsommar. <laughs> because Dude, that movie's similar. so messed up. Mm. They're kind of similar in the uneasiness, but obviously the filmmaking style and the storytelling is incredibly different. Yes. So it, they're both psychological though. So it, it's kind of like the the three steps down from Midsommar that I, I am wanting to watch. It'll mess with your head, dude. Oh, yeah. For real. Oh, yeah. And Silence of the Lambs does too, but not quite the same. So mm -mm. all that to say, the lesson from this movie that I, I share with you all, don't help strangers with anything ever if you are an American girl, especially, which is a nod to the American girl song that's, you're my American girl, which always <laughs> makes me think of Silence uh, of the Lambs. And she's listening to that right before she helps him move that couch into the car, which is how she gets Yeah. Uh, don't help anyone ever with anything. <laughs> yeah. Do not be on your guard. Don't trust anyone. No one is trustworthy. Just like, you know, like, you don't have to be nice. Just like, don't. <laughs> no, don't. no. I'm very, like, I will be very rude to strangers. Like, I, I think I told y'all one time about that one experience when we were out at the bar, even at Little Spirit, and somebody oh, yeah, was approaching yeah, yeah. and getting too close and being up in our business. And I was like, you need to go away. I have no problem saying that to a stranger. I do not feel comfortable with you right now. Um, you know, you got to keep yourself safe, protect yourself. Um, yeah. Jeez, yeah. people suck. Yeah. Just don't be nice. And you don't have to be. And as one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder says, stay sexy and don't get murdered, you guys. Just, yeah. just don't get murdered. Don't do things that are going to get you murdered. Uh, which brings me to the spooky scale. So I used to think this movie wasn't that scary. Every time I watch it, after a bit of time, I kind of forget some of the parts of it. And having just revisited, there are a lot of images of bodies carved up because, well, for those of you that scare easily, just maybe skip 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bill is killing women and using their skin to create a suit for himself to wear to look like a woman. It's disgusting. And there's a lot more visuals of that than I remembered when I watched yeah. it last. And I think that that's like, it's pretty, it's pretty gross and unsettling. So I'm going to give it a five. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's like Hannibal eating those policemen faces and Ooh, all that gosh. stuff and hanging him up from the ceiling. The guy that he kills, he hangs yeah, him up from the ceiling. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's just not great. So I, I would say it's actually scarier than I remember or more unsettling, I guess, but those two mm -hmm. things go hand in hand. So that is my number four, ladies and gentlemen, Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Dang. Oh my goodness. Ooh, that's a good one, man. I'm, I, that's one that I would have given an honorable mention, but if I had remembered it earlier in the day, it would have been on my list. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would have been my four. It may have been my three, actually. I, yeah. I love that movie so much. And I, I just, toyed I with it. I toyed it. with having it at three. In fact, I changed it today from three to four. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, I would have had it there as well. Um, let me actually 
my number four. Let me pull up. My well, let me ask you this while you're pulling that up. Is there anything from Silence of the Lambs you want to add since it's an honorable mention? You you did a great job touching on all of it. Um, love Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's great. Yeah, and and it's interesting because I've seen that movie so many times, but like I I I very quickly though can forget the minutia of the movie. So some of the scenes you're saying it's triggering all of these memories in the movie. Oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, I need to watch this again soon. That it's one of the movies I will say that I always ask Ned to watch because because. I'll be in a mood to watch it when I'm like, well, I want something scary, but I want something that I know that's familiar. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily remember, but I kind of know what to expect. So I know the kind of scare. Yep. 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 Um, but actually mine is kind of, and you may have seen this movie before. Um, mine's one that my dad actually is one of the first ones where I was like, I actually really like spooky stuff. Um, and so I saw this in, I was eight years old. So it would have been 2003. Um, and this movie came out in 2000. It's called What Lies Beneath, and it's with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. I have not seen this. Yeah, it's kind of like underrated. I've never, I've actually never spoken to anybody else who has also seen it. Okay, we'll I have to put it on um, the list. Um, yeah, it's good. It's like definitely, it's it's not like horror scary, I would say, but essentially what's happening is Michelle and Harrison and their names fly away from my head right now in the movie. I'm just going to call them by their real Everyone's names. Um, remember Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford by their names anyway. Yeah, they're too I'm just famous. Like, they're like that threshold of too much, too famous, you know. I actually do remember her name. Her name was Claire. But, um, and his name was Norris. Okay. I don't remember. Um, Annie, you're so good at that. I, my memory is awful with that kind of stuff. I, that is weirdly one of my weird skill sets. It's a good names. Talent. It is. It served me well. And essentially what happens is they send their daughter to college um he norman harrison had had an affair like a year before but essentially what's happening and like michelle pfeiffer like kind of knows but like she doesn't like she she doesn't really know but she's like trying to figure out why she's being haunted in their house and then spoiler alert come to find out it's like super creepy throughout and she thinks like that the neighbor had murdered his wife and like there are all these like twists and turns you go down and then turns out well i don't want well i guess i am spoiling it for you I know you need to see oh, it that's though. Fine. I'll watch it anyway. I like, I don't mind um, spoilers to be honest. I'll watch it anyway. Okay, cool. Um, it's a good movie. It's like one that I will have on in the background still just cause I've seen it so many times. Um, but it, uh, she comes, comes to find out who's haunting her is like her husband's ex lover who was like a college student nearby and he was a professor and like all this crazy stuff. And it's a ghost haunting her. It's a ghost like okay. of the girl. Cause oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. And, so um it's it's not like super scary but it is one of the movies that introduced me into oh i like this kind of stuff yeah um and i think the part that i like the most about it is when things like start to become scary and she's like realizing like hmm, this is weird that's happening to me and this is weird that's happening to me and you're like it just all gets like the build up like i love that the build up to the scare build up is the best it's the it best. is so this good. is reminding me have you seen Another Harrison Ford, or no, it's not Harrison Ford. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll I'll look it up. Um, have you seen Double Jeopardy? With uh, no, very mm-hmm. very good movie from I believe the 90s. But it's it's very much a a thriller. It's not a horror movie, but it has like very similar th- thriller from that time period, which I feel uh-huh. like they were made almost like very John Grisham in, influenced all those movies from that time period, which typically had a lot of good a lot of good juice for the thriller. So I'd, I'd yeah. recommend. Yeah. Very cool. 
I will note that. Um, but weirdly, okay, so I don't necessarily have a favorite character in this movie. And I think that I'm more so focused on like the plot of what's happening. Like yeah. there's not really a character that, and I think in my opinion, I, I I think obviously Michelle carries the movie, right? But I wouldn't necessarily say like I love her character. Like I'm I'm like, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. what's happening here. But um so my mood I guess for this movie is just like I don't know what to watch. I kind of want something scary. So I'm gonna throw it on the background and kind of like hocus pocus. Yep. Um so that's where my brain is at. And then level of scary. Hmm. I would have to say, I don't know, like, uh, it's like definitely scarier than Hocus Pocus. So like a two yeah, or yeah, a three yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, you know, <laughs> but like Ned watched it. And of course, like, he's a big horror guy. And he was like, that wasn't scary at all. And I was like, yes, but like, you have to put it in a mindset if like you've never watched scary movies. And like, that would be like a little bit like, ooh, spooky town. Totally. I think we have to think about people that like are terrified of anything scary. That's like they can barely handle a one and then all the way up to hereditary, which they'll never see in their entire life, you know? And I would not recommend that they see it. I've actually never seen it. I know the entire plot because my sister and brother walked me through it and they're like, here's the plot. Now I don't recommend you watch it. And they love horror. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. But I Messed have seen me it before and I love it. So I think I might watch hereditary one day. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, do you have a lesson that you want to share from what lies beneath? Um, be vigilant. Don't trust anybody. What was that? You, you're a little far away from the mic. Oh, be, be vigilant. Ah, yes, <laughs> so like advice. be on your toes. If you if you notice something that's weird, like investigate or like ask people about it. Um, I feel like the whole movie is like an investigation. Like don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Ah, interesting. Um, and then I feel like it's very like, Michelle, like you're a strong woman. Like at the end, like you can Love be it. on your Love own. It. You don't need Harrison. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just maybe no. Maybe the lesson from what I'm hearing from you is also – know everything about the person you marry's history so that you can't let it haunt you yes exactly yeah yeah figure it all out man um they can't run your life <laughs> no they can't run your life um but i would and i didn't actually talk about my favorite scene so i will touch on that oh, briefly. yes go into it um so she's finding out all these clues on who she thinks it is and then she kind of clicks that um there's like this necklace that she finds and turns out it like belonged to like the girl that he was like sleeping with or whatever um and she's like doing all this investigating of like he was in this town and like that's where he bought the necklace and then there's like this connection that she has where she like realizes like her husband is the murderer kind of a thing like holy Shoot. shit yeah yeah that's i'm living with someone who's like a murderer and then that that feeling i love that feeling of being like oh this sounds like i gotta watch this that is like that is like that john grisham energy i gotta have it yeah it it it. is like oh oh he ah. um and so yeah so that's my favorite part of that movie um love it but yeah yeah that's mine i will have to watch that i'm very excited too Um, my number three, as I mentioned, is Hocus Pocus. I'll do this briefly since we already went into it a good bit, but my first time watching this was probably later in my childhood. So probably maybe when I was even like a preteen because my mom wasn't really into down with the witches. So there weren't very many opportunities to watch it at home. So I definitely watched it at a friend's house for the first time. And I don't remember exactly when, 
but I started revisiting it a lot in like high school with friends at parties. It was like a very nostalgic thing people would do at Halloween, even by the time we were in high school mm-hmm. because it came out, what was it? 93, you said? 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was already out by the time I was born in 94. So it wasn't something that like we watched for the first time when it came out, but it was present our entire childhood. So it was nostalgic. Everybody watched it every year, would have parties and watch Hocus Pocus and kind of still do that, honestly, especially yeah, yeah. with the release of Hocus Pocus 2 last year. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was so fun, but I was sorely disappointed in the movie. I still kind of loved being in the world. It wasn't nearly as good, but I just kind of enjoyed being like, well, these characters are back. I, mm. I've learned to kind of really lower my expectations with sequels, especially when they happen way later. And yeah. then just be like, at least I get to see these characters. I liked the drugstore scene. That was my favorite part. That the lotion too. goes alongside with my lesson that I'll share in a little bit, kind okay, of. I wanted to use fabulous. my lesson that scene specifically, but it's a different movie, so I can't. Uh, but we'll tie it in. Um, my favorite character is Danny because I loved that she was like the sassy, wise little sister trope, which was in so many movies back then. And she did it to the nines. She was like so sassy and so wise and trying to tell her amazing brother that he should stop being a dummy and go after the girl and just really appreciate that character's involvement because I love uh, Max and Allison as well. That's their names, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And she kind of helped set them up for that. Uh, But also honorable mention for Bette Midler. I love her character, uh, the witch that she plays, that her name is escaping me. She's the lead witch. She's the head bitch. Oh my gosh. I cannot remember her name. Yeah. I don't remember any names ever. So my apologies, but Bette Midler, she's a queen. I've already mentioned, I love musicals and she is a musical queen. Uh, also beaches. If anybody's seen beaches, shout out, um, just an iconic film. Uh, but she is one of my faves. I adore her. And I thought she was so spooky when I was younger. Uh, but it also, she plays a big part in my favorite scene. My favorite scene is similar to yours. It's at the same time of the movie, I just love when they do. I put a spell on you. I oh. put a spell on you, and so now good. you're mine. And then they're it's so good. They're Ugh. bewitching everybody, which leads yeah. into Jackie's favorite. And I just, just excellent filmmaking. Excellent love scene. Love it. And mood to watch. I just, you know, when I'm feeling nostalgic and connecting mm-hmm. with my childhood and reminding myself what used to spook me, which I love. Very similar to Halloween Town. And then my finally my lesson. So. Uh, my lesson is that aging gracefully is safer. Be yeah. cautious when seeking out anything that promotes retaining youth. <laughs> That's so silly. That's so Which, silly. if you guys haven't th- seen the second one, the the drugstore scene is amazing because they're asking for. They've been told that the potion to to like little kids' souls are are now housed in drugstores, so they go and they're trying to find beauty products Mm -hmm. that has kids souls in it and they're like on the CeraVe aisle it's amazing (laughs) it's hilarious they're like come little children I'll take thee away that just came to me and I was like oh man I remember the song really well Uh, it's amazing just too good good. and then my my spooky scale for this one was like a 1.7 so it's still got some the original is like got some spooky stuff kids movies back then had a lot more I would say a little bit more dark stuff than they do now so i would agree the movie's pretty dark the intro is pretty dark and the closing yeah. is pretty dark so um yeah i would say it's it's like a 1.7 yeah. especially for kids it's it's definitely like a six so love yeah, it though. understandably Great that's what mine was like a six at that time in my life um so that's my number three what's your number three my number three is okay 
The Strangers. I'm obsessed dun, with that dun, movie. Dun. I love that movie. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. I think we've talked about this before, actually. I actually watched it, watched it for the first time a couple years ago, um, right after I watched Midsommar. Oh, so good. That is one of the horror movies. Like, when I think of, like, a horror movie, and I feel like it has a lot of classic tropes to it. It's like, you have a couple, and they go to a house in the middle of the woods, like they were on this wedding weekend, and it's like staying at a friend of a friend's house, something like that, and then they go. And then what's so creepy to me is that they're there, they're, like, settling in, and then they hear, like, a knock at the door. And Dude, then, it's like your experience. Oh I mean, honestly. I mean, it really, it really is like kind of like that. Being nice, like that. but like that's kind of a similar premise. Similar, similar. Um, I think what what was so unsettling about this movie though was like you just know the people are outside, but the way in the which that they have when they have the music playing and when they have them like the. I think one thing I really valued about this movie is the couple's reaction as things are happening because it's like very normal. Oh yeah, in most yeah. in most of the cases. I agree. Although the, there were like, there's probably like one scene where I was like, I definitely wouldn't be doing that. Like, I wouldn't be like continuing my romantic dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would, I agree with you that more than most horror movies, they're doing normal stuff. And most horror movies, you're like, you guys are all idiots. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like, doing? This one, I'm like, they're they're reacting how I would react, and I think that that made it more scary, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're doing everything I would do, and like, still like bad things were happening. Like, I think that I have control over like the situation when I totally don't. But I love like that they're in masks, and you throughout the whole movie, like the perpetrators, you never see their faces ever, never. and it's so unsettling. Oh my gosh! Like even at the very end when they drive away, like you just see them with their masks on and they take them off, but you never see their face. You just see the back of their heads. Oh my god! I've chills in my arms right now talking about yeah, it. It's oh. horrifying. it's horrifying. Oh, it really is. Isn't it based on a true story? Too? Yeah, it oh, is. That's which the is part so to me. freaking creepy. I couldn't watch it till I was like 25. I watched it like as a grown woman because that I love it. it it's a great movie. That and the fact so that it's based on a true story is like, oh, this world is so messed up. Oh, it's so <laughs> messed up. Like it's really, really like when I sit down and actually like think about it past a movie, I'm like, wow, like this world is messed up and people are crazy and like oh, weird yeah. shit can happen. And I'm always like on edge and like need to have like, a weapon by me or something like that and what's odd was when i was falling asleep in the airbnb actually i was thinking in my head i need mace or something to be able to protect myself yeah. but i was like eh, i'm just being like scared I, I need to let my guard down and like i just you know it's crazy i had a had a word thought like that but um neighbors though go, or i'm sorry i always want to call it the neighbors which is so funny it's the strangers <laughs> i always want to call it the it's neighbors Zac Efron and seth rogan movie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually watched that movie recently um but yeah the strangers it's really good i probably saw this for the first time when i was 21 okay um ned introduced me to it um i can't remember Were you what aware year. of it before that i feel like this was like a high school thing like everybody watched no, it in high i was not and because okay. i didn't really watch horror movies in high school i i started watching them when i started dating ned in college and he was like you really need to watch this and i he was like i think you can do this one yeah you can i'm very interested though that that wasn't like a thing that people were doing in your friend circle like having horror movie nights honestly yeah weirdly I a lot of my friends in high school did not like scary movies yeah, yeah. which is kind of weird although there were like I was a part kind of going back to like way a few episodes ago many episodes ago for me and you when we talked about me and you always like we're friends with all these yes. different circles Correct. so uh -huh. some of those circles would have 
and like I would be invited, but I wouldn't want to go. Yep. Uh huh. Because I was like, I, oh, I don't want to watch a scary movie. Like, yeah, no. I get that. Um, the first scary movie I saw in theaters was the stepfather one, where it was like, oh yeah, I've never with, seen that. Um, Penn Badgley from oh, Gossip yeah, Girl, and like I remember being like, oh, like I can do scary movies. When I saw that yeah. one, I was like, that really wasn't that scary. Um, honorable mention for that one. Yeah, shout <laughs> out stepfather. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, first one I saw in theaters was The Conjuring. Oh my god! And I brought my straight up. <gasps> I went with my sister because she loves horror movies, and I was like, I'm gonna do this for you, Tina. And I had not really started watching them yet, like real horror movies yet. And mm-hmm. I brought my pillow pet and I covered my face for most of the scenes that I'm like, I won't be able to unsee this. I covered my face. And I don't regret that. I actually think that's a good strategy if you love movies, but, you're, but you don't want to see certain images. Just cover your face when you think those images are coming and you can still enjoy the movie. Yeah. I do that with Midsommar. Yes, because oh, there's some there's some scenes. Oh man, that barn! Whew, that's the one I saw. Like I, it's burned in my brain. It, I will never forget it. I and, won't and either. Kind of wish image. I could. Kind of wish I could. I I wish I could too. Yeah, it's like pretty, we're thinking the same thing right now, and I'm yeah. happy that we're both thinking this. That makes me want to throw up. Okay, lots of strings involved, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I forgot about that. I, I wasn't oh, picturing so the strings. Sorry. I'm so sorry. See the strings. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> now my brain remembers. Yeah, I just was picturing him like hanging there, but now I'm seeing so much more. Ew. Singing. Uh, it's all his. Organs. Yeah, it's all his organs. Yeah, I remember that. Really upsetting. How specific uh, they are with their horror in that movie in the daylight. It's disgusting. Who's <laughs> uh her character's name is also Danny. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Florence Pugh. God speaking bless. of another Danny from a spooky movie. Um but that one is one where I want to be like engaged and creeped out. Like I don't put that on in the background. I'm like, I'm I'm glued to the seat. The strangers. The strangers, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I yeah that's not um, a background movie no you gotta be it's in like it. you gotta be and so my favorite scene from that one uh it's probably when it all starts happening when they realize that it's so scary but then also the car scene when they're outside and the friend like comes and then they like slam they like get in the car and then yeah. they like run into their car with their car oh it's bad it's bad and you're like whoa that could happen to me like i can't get out and like literally can't get out yeah so scary yeah that part when any movie like that when you think there's a little bit of hope that they might be okay that was that's that's when you know that the worst part is coming that's when you know you're like on the edge of your seat like maybe 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 right it's not happening guys it's not happening just take another sip of your coke and eat some popcorn and just get ready buckle up buckle up but actually now that i say that i think my favorite scene actually is the last one when Mm. they drive away yeah Yeah. because it's so chilling it is it's that's my favorite scene that it that's it it's like the perfect end cap on that movie it is uh that's what makes it so good all right well that's mine now to yours yes okay so my number two I had to scroll over in my notes. My apologies for the for the wait. Um, my number two is the OG Halloween. This movie I adore. Okay. So Halloween, not Halloween Town, Halloween. Uh, the OG Michael Myers. If you don't know the name of the movie, you at least know who Mike Myers is. Like, he oh wait, is- I just watched this. Yeah. Oh yeah. This last week. Oh heck yeah! I love this movie. Um, it is so good. I love it for a lot of reasons. Um. Mostly because it is like one of the original 
slasher movies or like the human is the monster, not a monster, not a ghost. The human is the problem. So it's, it's a psychological thriller that is actual horror. Like it's made as a horror movie and it started whole decades of movies that were made to be similar and follow it. I mean, the whole reason that Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street came out and created these iconic uh, these iconic horror movie characters was mm-hmm. it, it was jump started by John Carpenter's Halloween, which was a super low budget movie, but became a hit overnight. Made Jamie um, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis became this like mega star scream queen. She was like the original scream queen, as they call her. Um, she was already famous because she's the daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, who are both very famous actors from the generation before, but she, this is like what broke her out as an individual, like herself. Um, I just love it. I think that watching it now, you have to watch it. If you watch it through the lens of this movie is what created so many tropes and, and not, and, and appreciate that instead of being like, I know what's coming next because I've seen a million movies that have copied this. It's like, no, this movie is the reason that those tropes exist, which I think is so cool. It's like a piece of history. Um, and it's obviously had a bajillion uh, reboots, which is cool. In fact, the 2018 reboot called Halloween, just Halloween, um, th- was the re- made by made by David Gordon Green, uh, was the first Halloween movie I ever saw. Because as we've talked about many times, I didn't watch horror movies till later in my life, and I went with some friends. We saw it in a movie theater, and I was like, oh. That wasn't as scary as I thought. And I really loved that. It kind of reminds me of the vibe of like a Silence of the Lambs, like very thriller on the edge of your seat kind of a movie. It's like, I need to go watch the original. So I watched the original, just absolutely loved it. Um, that my favorite scene is the very first scene where you have that your point of view is the point of view of somebody that you don't know who it is yet, but you're lo- the camera, aka your eyes are looking into this house or looking at this house and then into this house at a girl and her boyfriend making out on the couch. Then they go up the stairs and your eyes are slowly coming into the house and then watching the boy leave and then going up the stairs. Um, you, uh, or you go up the stairs, you watch your, you yourself pick a knife up out of the drawer and then you walk up the stairs, see the girl naked and she screams, Michael, and then you, and then you realize this is Michael, uh, not you, duh. Uh, but it's Michael. And then you start to hear stabbing. You don't see it. You just see thrashing and you hear stabbing. And then the, the point of view takes you out of the house. And then finally the camera turns around on your POV and it's this tiny boy and a clown costume holding a knife with blood all over it. He's like four. Okay, so I didn't watch Halloween. I watched Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, Friday, I don't like Friday the Thirteenth very much. You know um, what? Yeah, not 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 the best. Um, it's still it's still a piece of history. I will say, is, but I need to watch Halloween now because it's been years since I've seen oh, Halloween. Gosh. So it's it's just like that first scene is just expert level horror. I mean, this was a low budget movie made, you know, as with as much heart as possible by John Carpenter. And it shows because that, that POV scene is just brilliant. And then you realizing it's a tiny boy doing that, like movies up until this point in time, from my understanding, were mostly ghosts and ghouls and monsters. And this was like, no, this is a little boy. That's 
the, the thing that's bringing you terror is a child. And that is just crazy. And then you find out that it's his, that it's the girl's brother. So his, her younger brother, that's just murdered her with a knife in her own house on, on Halloween. And then the parents get out of the car immediately when you start seeing Michael in his costume holding the knife and they're like, Michael. And then of course it cuts to, you know, like many years later when he's breaking out of the mental institution and coming back um, to haunt and uh, be a nuisance for Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Um, Just really, I love this movie because I think it does such a great job with those jump scares. And like I said, it creates so many horror movie tropes that I think it's just so worth putting on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Love it. My favorite character is Michael Myers. I think that, you know, he, like I said, he kind of was the first of those institutional horror movie characters that they built a whole universe around Michael Myers. And then they built a whole universe around Jason. Um, And even though he's not even the killer in the first movie, which is just interesting. Um, So, do we we're talking about friday the 13th right? jason four he is yeah did yeah, you guys yeah. watch the, the original we did and so that that yeah the end is he's like he's not even the killer in the first one which is crazy yeah oh his yeah mom. he's not it's his mom <laughs> yeah it's his mom i was so let down i was like wtf where's the guy in the in the mask <laughs> and he wasn't in it he's in the he's in the sequels but uh yeah interesting i forgot for some reason i guess at the end i think ned and i were like expecting for him yeah of course because he's like he's jason Voorhees. Come, come, come about after the mom like and she was protecting him or whatever they have that like spooky like shot i believe at the very end where there's that shot of Jason, but yeah, it, but it, the killer was his mom. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it, was he haunting her? You know, like all that. Yeah. Um, but Jason becomes an institution and then Freddy Krueger becomes an institution and they make all these movies like Freddy versus Jason and Jason versus Michael. Like it's just, it got really out of hand, but <laughs> like really out of hand. <laughs> and then J- Jason versus Michael versus Chucky versus Freddy versus, <laughs> versus Friday night at Freddy's. Yeah. Versus. <laughs> versus new york city because they all somehow always end up in a movie that's like jason versus new york i don't know it's crazy yeah yeah Um, and then chucky cheese chucky chucky cheese versus chucky charles charles e charles entertainment cheese that's right on that ozempic if you've seen that meme you know what i'm talking about oh gosh that was so good good so good crisp but yeah, the, my favorite character from this movie, Michael, I just think he is, he's a man of few words, which I appreciate. Um, but let me tell you why I love him. He is psychologically misdiagnosed. His therapist does not understand him and he's misdiagnosed. And then from there becomes a monster slash superhero that literally can't die throughout the series. Like right? <laughs> in, the first oh movie, in the first movie, it's not like that. But the more the, the sequels are made, you're like, is this guy actually just a superhero that can't die? Like what's going on here? Is he not a human being? Um, but in the original movie, he's made to be just a, a human being that has psychological problems, which I find very interesting. He's a horrible person, but he is impressively resilient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. I love yeah, him. that is one thing that's like I'm so frustrated by those movies because like he's never as injured or dies. Yeah, and because they're just like going. But in the first movie, it makes sense, and then when they start making sequels, it gets it gets harder to maintain. Yeah, that makes it sense. gets harder. But I get it. Money's a thing, and you want to make money. Um, which, you know, teach their own. I'd probably do the same thing. Milk that cow. Yeah, milk it. Um, my mood to watch this movie is basically, I wrote down basically as soon as the first leaf falls or the first breeze of pumpkin spice marketing graces my eyes and ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, That's so good. 
I just love this movie. I love it so much. And the sequels that just are the the reboot that happened over the last like they had released three movies over the last five years. Mm-hmm. They're not very good, but I love them because they were the ones I saw in theaters. So I love those too. Dude, I'm totally gonna watch it. Like, yeah, soon. it's great. I'll watch it with it's you. It's great tomorrow night. Yeah, it's the best. Um, and then the lesson: uh, don't babysit. Just just don't don't <laughs> yeah. babysit. Um. Or be the daughter of Janet Lee, the actress from one of the most iconic murder scenes in history. Which, what I mean by that, Jamie Lee Curtis, daughter of Janet Lee, who is the actress in the famous psycho stabbing. No way. Shower stabbing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. Full circle moment. Full circle. Yeah. Actually, I was listening it. to a podcast series about Halloween that The Ringer put out. Um, two shout-outs for The Ringer today. Uh, and and there was an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis. It was one of the episodes. And they were just talking about the, the series because it really put her on the map. I mean, she's phenomenal in the series. But they touched on the fact that Janet Lee, her mom, was like one of the original Scream Queens. And That's just, crazy. She said her mom never showered again. Isn't that crazy? Because she was in, her mom took baths, but like never got in a shower again after she was in Psycho. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, think about how scary that scene is. There's a peephole and then somebody comes in and stabs her in the shower. Horrifying. Do you think that's like a promo thing? Like a PR? No. no. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis said that about her mom on a, like a one-off podcast. It wasn't oh like Oh my a, gosh. Yeah. And also scary. she worked with Hitchcock and uh, he, he's a problematic man, so... Oh, that's all I'll say about that. There's a whole podcast series. I can't remember who put it out, but there's a podcast series on Alfred Hitchcock that is fabulous that everybody should go listen to. I'm still hung up on this never shower thing. Like I, I, I love showers. I could never not. Like just from being in a movie, I guess that was so psychologically like damaging. Well, I mean, she probably had to do multiple takes of that, oh, and then yeah. just think about thinking about the probability or the fact that people saw that movie and maybe somebody wanted to make it come true. That's crazy. <gasps> You're right. Never know. Yeah, I mean, I would think about that. I mean, if you can take a bath instead, might as well just take a bath. Yeah, that would not really have like Maybe she would take a shower if she had a glass door, but I don't know if when she was alive, those were common. Mm, yeah. Shower curtains. I don't know. I don't know. I just heard it on a podcast that Jamie Lee Curtis said herself. I'm going to go ahead and say she's probably being honest. There's no real gain to have if she's not. I mean, um, now I'm, I'm bought into it now. Me I'll too. And honestly, one of the movies on my list, on my honorable mentions was Psycho. I love that movie. It was in my top five, but I had to bump it um, when I decided to put Halloween Town in. So love Psycho. It's the best. And my spooky scale for, I said, hmm, like a six. It depends on how many horror movies you've seen. It's old. It's an old movie. So the technology wasn't as good. So there's, and if you've seen a lot of horror movies that are modern, it might look hokey to you because it was the original. So there, it's been repeated and copied many times mm-hmm. and with better technology. So um, depending on who you are and, and what you do, it might be less scary or more scary because honestly, it's a very well-made horror movie with a lot of good jump scares. So, and the psychological factor. So it's, it's, it's pretty spicy. That does sound very spicy. It's great. I love it. I started it's been watching a, it the other night. Long time since I've ever seen, seen it. I haven't watched it since last year, but I, we put it, Connor and I put it on the other night and I watched through the first like 20 minutes and it was like, ah, I want to watch Silence of the Lambs. So we exited out and we went watch mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs instead. That's a good one. Um, okay. That was my number two. Jackie, what's your number two? I dig it. My number two is Get Out. Ah, love that movie. So I much. love Get Out. Oh my gosh. I didn't even um, think about that. That's like the moment I, you had with Silence of the Lambs I'm having with Get yeah, Out. I yeah. Yeah. Get Out was a movie. I 
I haven't seen him. I probably watched that one when I, I think I was like 22 because it came out in 2017. And I love the lead actor and his last name flies out of my mind. Daniel. Uh, Daniel. It's not Daniel Kaluuya, is it? It is. It's Daniel Kaluuya. Love Daniel Kaluuya. Um, he is he's so such good. a good actor. And that was actually one of the first movies I'd ever seen him in. And of course, we love Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele directing a horror movie is such a vibe. Man. God bless that man. Oh my gosh. Monkey Paw Productions. Let's go. Obsessed. I'm here, I'm here for every movie he releases. Oh. I'll be there opening night. Like he's He's one of like three directors I feel that way about. Yeah. Madly respect this dude. And Get Out is just this, it's so cringy and you're kind of on your edge of the seat at the beginning. Like this guy and his girlfriend are going away to like meet her parents and they have this bougie house and they have all these people. They're hosting like a weekend, a party and he comes and things are going really well. But then like the family kind of starts to act a little bit Gosh, weird. Actors in this movie too. Gosh. And it's all these like white people. Bradley and- Whitford. Did you watch, um, did you watch, oh, 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 a uh, TV show that is, uh, everything is escaping me today, but, um, Bradley Whitford, amazing actor. Um, and then also Allison Williams. She's the girlfriend. Shout out to her. Her dad is Brian oh, Williams, yeah, the yeah. newscaster. And she's in Girls. Love her. Um, yeah, she's a oh, great Bradley actor. Whitford was in the West Wing. Like very famous from mm. the West Wing. But he plays a dad. He is. Spicy. Gosh, and it's just so creepy. And then um, yeah, you're saying things are going well. Things are going well. But like he's a little on edge because he's the only African-American person there. Like understandably, you're like what? it just feels weird and then all the white people are acting weird like just being so ugh, I, my body's she, all tense right now when she warns him that he like when she's prepping him to go to her parents house she's like my dad is going to tell you that he voted for barack obama and then he yeah. does in the backyard and that's like when it first starts to be like oh something's not right yeah something is like i'm yeah i'm like clocking this People, white people trying to pretend they're woke or like just trying to prove that they're woke is to be like, oh, well, I, I voted for Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, brilliant like, writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was brilliant writing. Um, And then, of course, they... I'm, I'm trying to remember like if they knock him out, but they, all of a sudden he's in the basement and he's like tied up. Her mom is a psychotherapist and oh, she yes, can uh hypnotize people jackie let's be careful talking about hypnosis i know i uh, oh, you know it's real now you know it's real so she um asks if she can hypnotize him i think or if she can talk with him and then she does the tea thing that knocks him out oh yeah uh, mm. and then the he's girl- trying to not talk to her that's what it was he's creeped out by her yeah he's, he's like, like i'm good i'm good he's trying to get up and go and then she does the tea thing Oh, and then when he finds out that the girlfriend is like involved in it, that's when yeah, it's like when yeah. she is in the bed like a psychotic person <sighs> eating her fruit loops with her milk in a separate and she's drinking the milk with a straw and eating dry cereal. Just psycho, psycho behavior. Ugh. She's got that slicked back tight ponytail with the perfect hair and that white, I think she's wearing like a white turtleneck. Whatever it is, it's like very like you are messed up individual. You are creepy. Allison Williams, you are creepy. <laughs> you are so creepy. And I'm going to have to watch that movie again soon. But that's the one, I think, where I was like, I haven't seen a horror movie like this. Oh, gosh. It's so good. It just set this standard. It was like the way it was filmed, the dialogue, the uh, jump. Like, you're jump scaring a little bit there. and oh, you're, It's just so creepy. One of my 
favorite things about Jordan Peele's movies is they're so freaking creepy. And I love creepy stuff like that. I love it. My preferred type of horror. Oh, my preferred type of horror too, like psychological. I'm I'm yep, big on that yep. as well. And I love his production company having like their intro with like the monkey paw where it's stirring yep, the yep, tea. Yep. And like, I, I'm like, I love that kind of stuff. It's so creepy. It's amazing. Um, it is. It's so good. And, and also so like good. what's so good about that movie too is the writing, like you said, the social commentary that he adds into movies and just like, but doesn't, it's not like, that he's hitting you over the head with it per se. It's very strong and very present, but the story is so powerful because of it and doesn't lose, he doesn't lose any value to his story because he's trying to make a social point. Yeah. It's almost better because of it. And I think a lot of people really struggle to balance those things and he just crushes it. I mean, that movie is such a good social commentary on race relations in America. I learned a lot from it and was also like, wow. I need yeah. to I need to reflect on myself a lot as somebody who's like pretty liberal in thought and like wants to be wants to be somebody who supports different races and like understands my place in that. It was very very valuable for me to step back and be like, "Whoa." Yeah. This is obviously extreme and it's a horror movie, but like there are some subliminal messages here that like a lot of people that myself and a lot of people I know are doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Subtly obviously, like not we're not trying to do what he does in that movie but it's dicey it is and i i think i love how jordan peele makes you think oh gosh he's brilliant you really like kind of end up looking at yourself and in in all of his movies really i'm like ooh, wait um and of course from the social commentary aspect but also as well of like relating to daniel relating to his character it, it just in the sense of like feeling uncomfortable and being like what if i was in his shoot like what if something like this were to happen like it just makes it like messes your mind it's crazy wild i mean the scariest part of that movie to me is when the maid comes in who's a young black woman yeah she's comes into daniel's room or whatever his name is in the movie his character's name is uh chris washington so she comes into chris's room and she's like looking at he says something to her she's talking normally and then he says something to her i can't remember what it was and then she like changes and starts staring and then crying yeah with open yeah. eyes crying okay, with open eyes the, and no blinking the is the scariest parts. part of the entire movie and you don't know like at that time the viewer doesn't understand what's happening yet like you know something's wrong but you don't understand that like he's tapping into the the person who's um who's brainwashed down. yeah who's brainwashed um or what, what do they call that? The the deep or no the um. Mm. Oh, I, can't believe I had this earlier and I was going to say it, but I didn't want to interrupt. And I no, I you're forgot. good. You're good. Um. Anyway, uh, that part of the movie is freaking horrifying. So scary. I I had forgotten about that part, and you said it, and I was like, sheesh. Terrifying. Oh, so scary. That visual, like I'm thinking of it in my head. So unsettling. I am too. So unsettling. Uh, yikes. Um, what a film what a film but my favorite scene from that one also i'm gonna watch this movie when i'm really down to watch a scary movie and it has my full attention and i want to be a little bit scared oh yeah and i just remembered before you say that that it's called the sunken place the sunken place the sunken place um my favorite part of that movie Mm. so many good parts i know that's a tough one this one is actually stumping me 
We just talked about so many parts. They're all so good. I don't know. They're all so good. I, I don't think I can pick one. Like, I'll just be straight. I don't think I can pick one. Yeah. I, I can pick one to. with my next movie um, that I'm going to talk about later. You don't later. have to pick one. I think I mine, one. it's like not really – like it's it's one of my most like sentimental. When I think back on this movie, I'm like, ah, this makes me happy to think about is when his friend comes to save the day and he's like, motherfucking oh, TSA. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, <laughs> you're like bringing so this back to me, man. Like, <laughs> I, can you tell I've seen this movie so many times? Yeah, probably more than I have because I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like you would think I'd know that. Oh, it's, it's so not good. Remembered. Oh, it's Dang. so good. Heck yeah. All right. So scary scale for me, though, with this movie, mm. I would give it like a six I or agree. a seven. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm not like so terrified where I can't watch it again. Yeah. Um, so I'd give it a six or a seven. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think it, it stays with you. And it's not maybe as like true, pure horror movie scary as some other movies, but it's got that social commentary that's very unsettling and like stays with you. And it's... Ooh, it's a heavy, heavy hitter. Yeah, it's a heavy, heavy hitter. hitter. Um, but yeah, that's mine. And obviously, my favorite character is Daniel's character, Chris Washington. Yes. And I he just, rocks. Oh, I just want to give him a hug. I don't know. He just has that like look Poor about guy. him. Like I just want to give you a hug. Poor Doesn't guy. he? Oh yeah, he went through the ringer. <laughs> he went through yeah. the ringer. But, like even him as an Ooh. actor, like I don't know. Some of the roles he plays are so serious. Oh, he's always he plays so serious. such a serious. Yeah. And I'm just like. Man, I just want to give you a hug. I don't know. So sweet and so true. He does play very, very serious right? characters. I'm just like, dude, like Judas and the Black Messiah. Jeez. So dude. serious, so serious. All right. So hit me with your number two. My number one. I, I mean, my, you're I've one. made it to one. Are we already this far? I have made it to one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Far? Okay. I'm ready for this one. Boom. Okay. So without further ado, my number one is the original Scream. Okay. I love the scream movies like i didn't know that it just like mixes and ma- like mashes up so many things i love about movies together into one thing like it's a teen 90s movie which i love those and it's also a jump scare slasher movie and it's also a satire it's just altogether brilliant i freaking love scream and i wasn't uh, alive during the time, or I wasn't old enough during the time that these movies came out to be a part of noticing how they brought horror back. But I know from just like knowing about these movies that that horror had kind of started dying because the Freddy versus Jason versus <laughs> versus Michael Chucky had kind of versus- at that point my my number two movie Halloween had overdone itself and like all those movies had just kind of killed horror off and people weren't super into it anymore. And so Scream really brought it back with this new fresh concept and the the character of Ghostface. So another another masked character um, that's very interesting in the reveal at the end is that Ghostface was from the friend group and was the boyfriend. It was actually two people and was the boyfriend and the friend of the, the main character that they're going after. And it's just... Uh, it's just great. My favorite scene from the movie, though, is the intro intro scene. I love the intro scene of so many horror movies because they usually are kind of set apart from the rest, but they tell you so much about the rest. And in this movie, it's Drew Barrymore in her house by herself. And you think Drew Barrymore at this time, she is so famous, so famous when this movie comes out. You think she's going to be in the whole movie while well, you're wrong. So she gets a call. And she picks it up. And she's like, who is this guy? And you can tell it's a weird voice. But she's just chatting. She doesn't know what's wrong. And He's asking her questions and eventually she's like, what? who is this? And he asks, uh, do you like scary movies? 
do you like scary movies? <laughs> and she's like, oh no. And he starts asking questions about scary movies. It's one of the most iconic scenes in horror history. And then he eventually, she's going around trying to lock her doors. And then eventually you, we all know how this ends. Ghostface ends up killing Drew Barrymore. It's his first victim. So just a brilliant scene with the phone and not knowing who it is and then being chased down with the jump scares and the knives. And it's just excellent. Excellent. Love it. And as far as my favorite character goes, I'm a true sucker for Gail Weathers. I love Courtney Cox. I love Friends. Mm. Um, and I just love her character, Gail Weathers. She's the, um, she is the journalist that's trying to get up in there and yes. get the story, which is great. And she's just annoying and so conceited. And I just find her a very interesting dynamic to throw into this high school movie with all these teenagers. And then she's becomes one of the more important characters in the series. Uh, of course, Sydney's really important, but Gail, Gail has my heart. Um, let's see, what else have I not said? Oh, the mood I'm in. I mean, honestly, when it's fall and I'm just, or honestly not even fall, a lot of these movies, the reboots have come out in the spring or in the winter and I love them all the same. So I really just, when I'm in the mood for a fun, uh, meta satirical movie that mixes pop culture, nineties humor, high school dynamics with, uh, uh, the real spice of spook. So I loved that sentence you just said. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautifully it's, written. It's just so good. And I love the sequels. I would say the second one and the third one and the fourth one. I love them all. The third one's probably the weakest and most people agree. But just every time I get to be with these characters, it's a good time. And I think it's also a very self-aware movie. So the fact that the main character is not killed over the course of all these films is something they're aware of. And they like kind of nod to. And they learned from the the previous characters like Michael Myers, like you've got to, you've got to make sure the audience knows that you're in on the joke of the fact that she's still alive. Uh, and they do a good job with that, I think. Uh, and, and making you understand that they, they're not oblivious to the fact that you're like, why is she not dead yet? <laughs> so I love like that. What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. What's going on here? So my moral of the story is of this, of this movie uh, that I take away from it is don't have a cool boyfriend or cool friends. Like it's not worth it. They might get fed up with the world and try to murder you like Billy Loomis did. So just, yeah, just stop. keep your head on a swivel. Kid, cool kids aren't worth it. Yeah. Stop what you're doing altogether. Just, Cut it yeah, out. Like, just don't go to house parties. Don't do it. Don't, don't watch cool. scary movies. Don't be cool. Just, just study. Just study at home. Yeah, don't like scary movies. And if somebody calls you and you don't know who it is and they have a spooky voice saying, do you like scary movies, Sydney? Don't answer yeah. or hang up. Also, don't or answer call the police. You don't know. Maybe just like call the police immediately. Um, yeah, so there's that. Granted, when it came out in the 90s, house phones were a thing and they didn't have caller ID. So I kind of get it. But just, you know, don't have cool friends. That's really it. And or a I would, home phone. Yeah, get rid of those home phones. They're Get just them out like of just at this point, you guys. It's 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not have a home phone. I hope none of you have a home phone. Yeah, I hope so listening. too. If you do and it's to be cool and vintage, good for you. But also, maybe don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird choice at this point. It is and a weird the newer choice. Scream movies, like the ones that I, I forgot to say, the first time I saw Scream was. In 20, it was actually really recent. Uh, the the remake came out, I think, in 2022. And so I didn't see Scream until like 
two years ago. Um, it was the very beginning of 2022. So almost two years. And I just like fell in love with it. And I think I've seen it like four or five times since then. I just love it. Um, and the new ones are fun. They're just a good hang. And who is the girl that played Adams, uh, Wednesday Adams? The most recent Wednesday most Adams? Recent one. Oh, dang. I listened to the armchair expert with her Me too. and everything. Me too. She's so famous with the younger generation uh, and her name is evading me, but she's in the newer series. Uh, she does a great job. And also one of the characters from the TV show Yellow Jackets that I love is in the newer ones and they incorporate cell phones. So that's an interesting shift with the fact that the, the, the like old phones with no caller ID were so mm-hmm. important in the originals. It's fun to see to see that uh, upgrade and update. So anyway, huge fan of the Scream franchise. I love it so much. And my spooky scale, final, my final word on my number one, I give it a four. Personally, it's probably more of a five to people that aren't, maybe even a six for people that aren't comfortable with gore or uh, horror in general. But for people that watch a lot of horror, it's going to be a three or a four. They lean a lot into that, that meta satirical side, but it is still scary and it is still a mystery. And I totally spoiled it for you if you haven't seen it, but it's great. And every single one has different ghost face killers. So every, there's a different killer in every movie. And I think that's really fascinating. So that is my number one. Dun, 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 dun. Jackie. That's a great number one. Thank you. And one that I need to revisit. It's so good. A lot of these, I'm like, ooh, I have a lot of movies to watch soon, which is yeah. really exciting. Is um, exciting. I mean, it, yeah, Scream is great. So iconic. Nev, Cam- Nev Campbell, excellent as the lead. Just just all together. A great hang. Um, yes, I will be circling back um, to that one. Fau Shizzle. Um, I can't believe I just said that. I guess it's getting right. <laughs> It's okay. okay. It's it's maybe a 90s saying, you know, just throwing us back to the time when Courtney Cox and David Arquette met on the set of Scream and got married. Here we are in the 90s. But let's time travel to whenever your first movie came out. Jackie, hit us with your number one. It's a one that's out of left field. I can't wait. Um, It is Nope by Jordan Peele. Oh, I love Nope. Obsessed with that movie. And I think it was a little bit controversial when it came out. And and, and not like in that people were like upset by the movie, but they would argue that it's not one of Jordan Peele's better ones, I think was so good. It's amazing. And I think it's one that I'm excited to watch a lot. Like I could probably watch it like once a week and be okay with it. Like that's how much I love it. And I think the biggest thing for me with it is that you have Daniel in this movie too and I love him as an actor so that was already really cool but one thing about Nope is that it's a western but it's like a spooky western and I love that um, I love that their family is like has historically you has raised horses to be Hollywood horses in movies I think that's so funny <laughs> it's so funny and it's like obviously it's like there are major themes of being like having western like vibes about it um but one of my favorite things that jordan peele does in his movies and i would argue does this even more so in this one than a lot of the other ones is he's so many different there's so many different um analytical views that you can have to like interactions between characters and you're like okay well you have this really cool brother and sister dynamic between kiki bomber and <sighs> palmer she crushes the she film. killed that role like that oh, role she was, was made, made for, for her she was born for it yeah, oh amazing. my gosh um so you know you have this dynamic between that's kind of unsettling between the brother and sister for sure and the like there are all these different like 
parallels because it's like their relationship there's like some turmoil there but like there's also turmoil between like the there was like um like him and the horse and like the dad and the horse and the business the business is going downhill and like I know and one of my favorite things was I have such a fascination with like aliens okay interesting do you like the original alien the movie alien so it's been a minute Okay. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's just scary to me, actually. Um, it's not that like movie villains, but scary. I do like that movie a lot. Um, I just weirdly haven't seen it in like two years, which is odd. Actually, now that I think about it, I gotta add that one to those too. Um, but I have a fascination with aliens, and not that I'm like always researching, but I I find it really interesting when there's like a conspiracy theory and all this stuff recently that's come out with the government of being like we have all this like evidence and we're testing like DNA that's not human or you know, has like only a certain amount of the DNA is human and all that. I'm like, that is fascinating. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I love how an alien, like a UFO, is the monster in the movie. So cool. Most terrifying scene for me was when all the people get sucked up into it and they're like screaming. Like that haunted me for days, but yet I keep going back. <laughs> that, yeah, that whole <sighs> scene was just wild 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 um and then even like the whole geordie bit of with like the monkey and then the monkey is like on the set of like a my gosh yeah when the monkey like goes apeshit on everybody and murders people and like yeah Yeah. acts like it's supposed to and it's kind of like being tamed it's all about like taming like the theme of the movie is like taming um I'm like playing with a Pez right now in my hand. In my yes, hand, it's like very distracting. There's like a pumpkin Pez, like Pez candies on Ned's desk, and it's kind of perfect. A little jack o' lantern. It is it's a little jack o' lantern. It's really cute. Um, and I keep playing with it. Pl- yeah, playing with the nature versus nurture I- idea and how yeah. you can't ever fully tame somebody's nature Mm-mm. or something's nature. Because he was trying to tame his sister's nature. Yep. And then he was trying to like tame the horses and yep. tame the business. And there were just all these things where you're like, interesting. And then the, the um, little amusement park thing was trying to tame the oh. alien or use it for their benefit. Yes, yes. Yes. See, that's the biggest one is taming the alien, like feeding it yep. and all of that and taking care of it and wanting to control it. And then it's Crazy. like, well, that's what happens. And yeah, yeah, you can't predict, you cannot predict how people's nature or anything's nature, any animal's nature will respond. No. Mm-mm. And I just loved the, uh, the, all the storylines that he had going. So good. So good. Um, and it just makes you feel like unsettled the whole movie. And I love that about Jordan Peele. And I just felt creeped out, super creeped out. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the scene where Jordy, the monkey from this like uh 80s or 90s, I guess it was 80s tv show i think so where they were trying to tame him and then he like loses his um loses his shit on like an, uh, an episode that they're filming with like people in the audience but you like all of a sudden are at the point of view of the little boy who's yes. hiding who yes. ends up being the owner of the ranch that then tries to tame the the alien monster ufo and you're just sitting there. I'm like so scared for this kid because he's under the table and the monkey oh, is going oh. around. And then like, but then the monkey like wants to give him a hug and like engage with him because he's like going back to his behavior of like, I'm sorry. Like I just murdered all these people. It's yeah, crazy. It's fascinating. Chilling. And I remember it opening with that scene and I was very confused at first. 
And it doesn't really come full circle until you meet the the owner of that ranch, the ranch place. And then you start to, it unfolds and you're like, oh, okay. These stories are actually related. For most of the movie, I was like, maybe it's just they're drawing similar themes together, which I would, it's still a great idea. But for them to be drawn together in that very subtle way was brilliant. It was super brilliant to start because you're like, why in the world would this come into play? And it even took like after the movie doing like, what's the commentary post-release like what are people saying about this because totally you see it once and you're like wait let me fully grasp like what he was trying to say like I was still kind of confused and I didn't necessarily like write first after I watch it be like oh yeah I've got this down like he's trying like they're trying to tame the monkey and I had to be like I read a lot of like reviews on it and uh people talking about it I was like yeah like makes sense that's but. the best thing to do with Jordan Peele movies. He makes them for people to d- to discuss. He makes water cooler movies. And I love that about it. He wants you to talk about the themes and not in not in a pretentious way. It's more it's very very relatable commentary that everybody has taken. And every mm-hmm. movie he makes, it's relatable to everyone who could watch it. And I think that that's really cool. And well worth discussing every single one of his Definitely. movies. They're so jam-packed well with symbolism and just, I mean, it's phenomenal how much he packs into those movies with meaning. It's crazy. But yeah, that's definitely like, I would say my favorite one right now mm. in my life. So good. But I would give a seven on the scale, six or seven right. in yeah. terms of being scary, I guess. Cause like psychologically it's a little bit like, whoa. He does a really good job with suspense in that movie. I remember yeah. feeling very um, like clammy and tense the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily as scared as I was in a Get Out or even Scream, but I was way more uneasy. Yeah, for I was a more long out. period of time. Mm-hmm. Like it was creepy to me. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's very unsettling, and there's not any release of the jump or the, the, the conclusion, the, um, pinnacle of that creep out until very late in the film. So you're, you're on edge for a long time. Oh, and I love the way they end it. It's so symbolic. And it's like, is he, it's beautiful alive. Yeah. You have no idea. And they're like, he's in the great beyond or whatever. It's beautiful. It's like, whoa, creepy and beautiful, creepy and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but that's my favorite. So I'll leave us on that note. But man, we've covered a lot of good stuff tonight. We have. And I do want to share my list of honorable mentions. These are movies I return to. And if the list was longer than five, they would have been on it. <laughs> so oh, man. Um, first and foremost, The Shining. Adore The have Shining. We've already talked about it. So good. Yes. Psycho, which we briefly touched on. That mm-hmm. movie is iconic and so freaking good. I mm-hmm. highly recommend revisiting um, Alfred Hitchcock, though he be creepy. And disturbing as he made some amazing movies, Psycho being one. Uh, also, It and It Two, the recent ones. I love those movies. From the Chinese restaurant. Ooh, yeah, they're oh, creepy. They are scary, creepy, gross. But I, I love them. And something about kids, like it's, it's like Stranger Things, but twelve times scarier in a lot of ways. Um, Midsommar, we've talked about a bunch. That is certainly on my list. Harry Potter movies. I love watching those in the fall. I love the little witches and wizards. I love Harry Potter. They're not spooky, but they are very fun and of the spirit of Halloween. 
And then we've already said Stranger Things, but Stranger Things is on my list, as well as uh, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Bly Manor. Jackie, do you have any honorable mentions? All of my honorable mentions you had on your list. Nice. Heck yeah. (laughs) That I didn't necessarily like think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I feel like my brain is kind of drained. Weirdly, I haven't eaten dinner yet. So I think that partially my brain is like not working anymore. You know what? It's just like. I know what you mean. We got to get just like bodies like. Um. My my brain is like toast right now. So yeah, I guarantee you, I have like two or three more, but it's just not coming to the top it's of okay. my head. They're honorable. <laughs> the top five is what matters the most. Yeah. Well, and and uh, respect for Jackie's brain and the fact that she needs some nutrition. <laughs> um, that is our top five scary movies. Let's run back through them. Uh, my number one was Scream. Number two was Halloween. The original, the original Scream, the original Halloween. Uh, three was Hocus Pocus, four was Silence of the Lambs, and five was Halloween Town. Jackie hit us with your one through five. Yeah. So my one was Hocus Pocus. I mean, sorry, my five. <laughs> God, I've been. This is. I need food. You're good. You're good. My five was Hocus Pocus. Yes. My four was What Lies Beneath. My three. Oh my God. This is embarrassing. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to remember. So your one was your one was nope. Two was get out. Three was strangers. Strangers. Yes. Yes. Four was um, what lies beneath, and five was hocus pocus. Strangers can't forget strangers. Those are our lists. I wish I had looked up where you can watch them or stream them, Um, but they're out there on the Amazon Prime, baby. They're not anywhere else. A lot of them are on Max. I know that. uh, Hulu has a good Halloween collection as too, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, please watch these movies or watch whatever spooky movies get you in the spooky season mood. Um, and thank you for listening to our top 10. If you've got any questions or comments on these movies and want to talk about it, let us know at goodishpeople or gmail at I apparently my brain doesn't work either. Goodishpeople at gmail.com. And then (laughs) goodishpeoplepod on Instagram. Uh, We want to hear your thoughts. So thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. We did our carryouts for each movie. So we're done with that. And otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, ghouls, goblins, ghosts, witches, all the things. Seasoned sisters and misters. Let's go. Let's go. Spooky. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye.